Hey everybody, it's Adrian. So before we jump into the episode today, we wanted to let you guys know that we now have a Patreon. Yes, we have a Patreon. It has been set up. You can feel free to go and check out the tiers and see what's going on. We are so excited about it. We are really, really stoked to bring you guys some bonus content. And of course, who knows, maybe some things in the future. So go ahead and check it out. You can find it at patreon.com slash slash her pod. That is a mouthful. Again, that's patreon.com slash slash her pod. And it's slash her with two H's. So S-L-A-S-H-H-E-R slash her pod. And go check out the tiers. And we appreciate you guys' support. Let's go ahead and jump into the episode. Slash her, a delusional look into all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Stormy. And I'm Adrian. And we're in week three. No, four. Four? Yeah, the wow. last week. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, it's road trip month. And we're still trucking along. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the end of Road Trip Horror Month. Um, it's been a great month. I will say I've had a good time. I've really enjoyed these movies. And I'm really happy that we get to wrap it up. Um, and I'm kind of, I mean, we'll get into it, y'all. I'm kind of disappointed that we ended on this one because I, I mean, first off, spoilers, obviously, by the title. We're talking about the 2007 version of The Hitcher today. Um, <laughs> we'll get into it. But uh, yeah, nah, not the like best note to end our month on. Not at all. Um, if you're one of our Patreon people, yeah. you get one more after this. No, two. So y'all do oh, have get two, two bonus episodes oh, coming out after this. We have one so more week. So it's the end for you regular bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. For the people who aren't on Patreon, yeah, this is the last uh, instance of Road Trip Horror you get from us this month, so I'm so sorry about it. Um, for Patreon, though, yeah, y'all get two bonus episodes coming up soon near the end of the month, um, and hopefully those end on a better note, because this one was disappointing. Like, I can't... I cannot pretend. I don't know if it makes me like. I don't know. A lot of the, a lot of people I follow on Twitter are queer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I do see them at times talking about this movie, and like the general consensus seems to be that people kind of enjoy it. Mm -hmm. uh, How recently have they watched this movie? Is my question. Because <laughs> if I could see if you're basing off of like, we always get into it. Uh, nostalgia. Mm -hmm. Like. I could see myself like remembering to like this movie and yeah. like vouching for it. Yeah. But then watch rewatching it as like a full fledged adult, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Well <laughs> This is one of the ones yeah, you're right. Like watching this movie, I'm like, maybe if I was like fucking eight years old and like had no care in the world and like I just randomly saw this one night or picked it up from like the video store. Like oh, I can yeah. see myself. Renting this on a Friday night as a kid. Would have been 
Chef's kiss. Not to mention, guys, that this takes place in New Mexico. Our so home state, our baby. Our home state, baby. So when they're dropping names, we're like, uh, we're looking at each other the entire time. Because <laughs> we're like, girl. I was literally staring, and I didn't even look into it. I should have. But, like, <laughs> I was looking in the background being like, is this Clovis, New Mexico? Is this? Uh, there has to be something that I recognize. And there was. There's, like, a scene where they're passing through. Who fucking knows, girl? On some desolate road and there's a giant red rock and i was like this is right outside of gallup driving <laughs> into arizona <laughs> yeah there's a part okay we'll get into it because yeah we've driven this movie was I, I mean i wish it would have been better i really do because the fact that it does take place in new mexico is kind of cool and like we take the 12-hour drive to new mexico um and it's like not even it's twelve hours both ways, y'all. So like if we're like if we're making a trip down to go see our family to New Mexico, and then driving all the way back to Las Vegas, it's twelve hours each way. So me and Stormy have each collectively probably gone on at least fucking twenty drives on this road from Las Vegas to New Mexico, and to get to our, our where we grew up in New Mexico, like we're pretty much coming in from the very tippity top of the state all the way down to like the very center far right of the state, if you're looking yeah. at it, like, just straight on the map. So we know what it's like driving through Me New Mexico. On top of, like, we grew up there. Some of the places that they name drop quite literally were, like, an hour away from me. Taos. Um, <laughs> Taos, Tatum. Like, there's so many things that, like, were just making sense in my head, and I just wish it would have been better. It's like, this is Farmington. And then they're like, <laughs> me with my experience from law enforcement. Oh, my God. Somebody was giving it to me this girl, episode, girl. She was laying out all the facts. <laughs> <laughs> they're all New Mexico State Police Albuquerque and I was like mm. girl okay I don't want to jump to the end of the movie right away for you guys maybe I'll hold off okay I'll hold off because there's like a chopper at the end of this movie <laughs> and I was like girl in what police force but um let's go ahead first off before we do jump into that I do want to do a quick what's been spooking us only because I was able to watch they them um okay. so Stormy hasn't had the chance yet of watching it <sighs> but again since I have seen it Obviously, everybody who's seen it has an opinion of it. Uh, what? <laughs> Just thinking about your TikTok. <laughs> oh, about this movie? Yeah. yeah. Okay, y'all. Fucking pink started playing in my head as soon as you said they them. <laughs> um, okay, so like, I was hoping to watch this movie, and I was hoping to have no thoughts. I was hoping that I would like not care. <laughs> I was hoping that I would watch it. It would go in like one ear and out the other and i would just have nothing to say mm -hmm. um unfortunately there's a lot to talk about <laughs> with this movie. he said unfortunately i have thought is it enough for us to do like an episode oh yeah for sure i could definitely Word. see us talking about this um so i don't want to give too much spoilers away because yeah. you know i feel like at some point you got to watch this thing at least if anything we should do to a panel <laughs> a queer panel yeah honestly maybe we'll reach out to a few queer individuals and like content creators and just people that we vibe with who might want to talk about this movie um because she's she's crazy um again i don't want to give too much away because stormy hasn't seen it uh but like y'all <laughs> follow adrian on tiktok <laughs> yeah i, I mean me too but i just don't have any like <laughs> thoughts on there but adrian for sure <laughs> so listen i'm going into this movie obviously i had the idea it was going to be a dumpster fire i was like this is going to be like i feel like i'm gonna just like feel like i'm being like mocked the entire time like i was thinking the absolute worst of this movie so watching it i'm like okay i don't think it's that bad like i don't think it's maybe as bad as everybody's saying but it surely is not good and it surely is not something that i will be coming back to frequently in watching it i could see moments and i can see reasonings behind 
people's opinions when they enjoy this movie. So I'm definitely not going to take anything away from you guys if you enjoy it. Because, again, in watching this, I didn't like leave it thinking it was the worst movie I've ever seen. But it surely was not good. And I think really the issue comes down to them not being able to like properly manage like the tones of what was happening here and the message that they're trying to like portray just what it got lost in the shuffle. It's kind of sad to see. And you know, queer focused and like centered horror films are few and far between. Like we don't get a lot of them. And in the ones that we do get typically, you know, I mean, again, Hey, horror is inherently queer and you know, movies in general are always making statements. Uh, you know, that's what it's, it's art, you know? So a lot of these queer horror movies, like they're always going to have like a message obviously. Cause you know, maybe we got things to say, but they were like, what they were trying to convey in this movie, <laughs> it just gets lost in a very messy, basic slasher storyline. That's just like, it's sad to see. And what really makes me mad and really like the main issue I have with this thing for myself personally is like, girl, if you're a queer horror fan, you know how slashers work. You get the vibe. We've mm -hmm. seen a million iterations of a slasher movie at this point, it feels like. And I understand it's hard to reinvent the wheel. But why go into a movie that has queer characters and like it's a queer focused story and like make it the most basic, most boring, the most the kills girl are bad. Like it's <laughs> the most basic version of a slasher movie you could get. And that's what really makes me mad is like putting all these characters. And I think the actors um, are fantastic. They do fantastic. Every single one of them, when they have a moment to be on screen, <laughs> like they give it their all. And they're so fantastic at just conveying these characters. But like, it's sad because like they're put into like the most vanilla template of a slasher movie. And I don't know if that's like what they were intending to do over there at Blumhouse, but it just, she flopped. Um, so maybe once we can have a chance to like talk about it more, we definitely can. Again, I can see there's moments, girl, where there's their memes are plenty. <laughs> now that I've seen it and I've been like browsing around the like the hashtag and shit, um, there's memes everywhere. And like the dance scene that I <laughs> had a reaction to has been memed up and down the entire internet at this point. So it's just like there's moments of campiness in there that I do enjoy, and there was moments throughout this entire movie where I found myself laughing. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be that way, uh, <laughs> but those moments of making me laugh were, to me, campy enough to enjoy the viewing a little bit. Not that I will ever come back, not that it's my favorite movie, but they were able to bring a little bit of joy in a very dark uh, <laughs> cloud, pretty much. So I don't know, y'all. I mean, I wish I could say more. I wish I can talk about some of these twists and the end um, and some of these basic ass kills, but hopefully we can get to that one day. So, you know, text or me on Twitter and say, watch the movie. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Don't Not you my ever own podcast me. partner sending the masses after me <laughs> <laughs> to watch a movie. Right. Uh, but yeah, honestly, that's pretty much all I really have to say at this point. Um, it's disappointing to say the least. And I just hope that anything that Blumhouse tries to make, queer focus moving forward isn't this so get it together jason because i'm consistently disappointed you know if i start talking about jason blumhouse i'm not gonna stop so we're just gonna Meet with go everybody. along we also got to watch prey we did watch prey hey. hey and it was great obviously 
I want to rewatch it again. Um, but I think it could easily be like top three. It's my favorite Predator. in the franchise. Alien sure. versus Predator is hard to beat for it's me. It's number two for me. I do like this story a lot more. Girl, I mean, okay, no spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen it. But, I mean, it's on Hulu, so if you have the opportunity, go watch it. If you haven't, um, definitely give it your attention. But, yeah, I think it's my favorite in the franchise for sure. Alien vs. Predator is number two for sure. I love kick-ass women, um, so I love those two movies. And then maybe, I don't know, if we're doing, like, a full ranking, maybe the original. But I haven't seen that in so long, so I would have to rewatch it again, really, to solidify anything. Yeah. But Prey and AVP are Chef's kiss. my shit. Yeah, I love that. Love that shit. Right. But, I mean, I enjoy it. <laughs> it's I mean, great. I don't. It uh, really is so good. Like The hype was worth it. A lot of people, I don't know. A lot of people hype shit up for me and it doesn't hit and then it gets sad. But the hype was worth it this time. <laughs> honestly. And honestly, it kind of, I was expecting something a little bit different. Um, oh, same. I thought it was going to be a lot more like slow. Like I didn't think, which is stupid for me to assume with a Predator movie. Right. But for some reason, I thought it was going to be like. Ain't nothing about a Predator slow. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be like just focused on her the entire time, yeah. which it is obviously. But like I didn't expect her to be such a cast of characters and like. Um, you know, lots of uh, animal fighting sequences. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting any of that. So it was all a welcomed uh, joy into my life. I enjoyed it a lot, a lot, a lot. More than I think I should, to be quite honest. Maybe not. Yeah, that's crazy. But I liked it a lot. And it's definitely number one in the Predator franchise. This isn't. This has nothing to do with the movie. But do you remember those books that we would read and it had a holographic like um, cover to it? And like it was like people turning into animals? Animorphs. Very okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, like that brain <laughs> came into my brain. I was like, I have to know what those are called. <laughs> Animorphs. I never read any of those books, but apparently they oh, were either. dark and twisted. I always, oh, mm-hmm. that's unfortunate. Probably right up our alley too. Honestly, I mean, if we're looking at like, I just liked looking at them at the book fair. <laughs> I would always read, uh, like obviously, like around that age group or you know age range of like those books. I was always reading like Fear Street or something instead mm-hmm. in comparison to Animorphs. I thought it was. I mean, which it is, I'm sure, very sci-fi. Uh, but obviously, sci-fi pretty much quite often is inherently horrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, years later, just in an internet deep dive, like, I was reading, like, premises of some of these stories at one point, And, like, some of the descriptions of, like, the morphing sometimes is, like, pretty brutal and, like, graphic, apparently. Huh. And these kids are, like, being tortured and being oh killed as animals. God. And, like, it's crazy shit, apparently. So. That's wild. I might have to read them now. I, whenever I was in like that age range, I was reading, there was a book series called Daughters of the Moon. I've never heard of that. They're so good. What is that about? <laughs> I want to buy them. Um, they're Daughters of the Moon. They all have powers. I don't know. It's crazy. She's giving Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. They're literally like at clubs and shit. It's uh, wild. Okay. And then, She's um, giving Buffy the Man. <laughs> 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 so many different things. I'm like, ooh. And then you remember those books? I can't even remember what they're called, but those like. Funny you assume I read. <laughs> <laughs> or was a, re- a child who read? No, I read a bunch. What were um, it? it? depends, I guess. What was it? Those books that are like the teachers from Mars. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can't, I there was like the gem teacher is a demon or oh some God. shit like that. No. I saw a tweet the other day that said, I forgot what those like what that series of books is called. I loved them when I was younger. Obsessed with them, still am to be honest. But somebody, somebody tweeted out the other day said when you think about it and you look back on those books, they're like really it's just a bunch of kids being 
scared by their queer teachers or something <laughs> like or queer people that they meet and like people just posted like <laughs> like the covers and everything and everybody else in the thread was like oh yeah those are definitely just queer people it was, it was very funny. They're like they think they're from different fucking planets and it's just like a lesbian I just piano like teacher. Dick and cock. Oh my god! <laughs> that's just it. that's what it is instead, and they think we're from Mars or something crazy. Because <laughs> if you live on Mars, that's the only time you'll suck cock. Oh, oh! If we were one of those books, what would we be? Do you have a favorite? Do you remember them clearly enough no, to have a favorite? No, not at all. But I, I want us to like make our own. The only one I can remember—that's a lie. Maybe not. I, let's look them up, right? Google's them, right? Yeah, now. let's look at them. Let's see if we. Because once I see them, I'm, the memories are going to come rushing back. I don't even. It's like my teacher is. I'm just, my gym teacher's a werewolf. Oh yeah. This one's an alien overlord. I don't think that's one of the books. My gym chief. Yeah, okay, let me look that up. Yeah, here we go. The Adventures of the Bailey School Kids. That's what they were called. So we have like vampires don't wear polka dots, which I remember that one pretty Ooh, clearly. Oh, yeah. Leprechauns don't play basketball. Okay. Dracula doesn't drink lemonade. Okay, CQ. Yeah. If the one was about you, what? Which one would it be? Yeah. Mm. Werewolves don't go to summer camp. Probably that one. I never went to summer camp. I don't think I could ever go camping like that. Like summer camp, like I don't know. Even as a kid, it never seemed exciting to me. Oh, I found me. There's one that says Cupid doesn't flip hamburgers, and it's this thick ass bitch making <laughs> hamburgers. <laughs> it's me. She's cute. The pink aesthetic is everything, though. Yeah, but the Bailey School. We need kids. to make a new one. Yeah, oh, girl, I would love. Um, Slash her doesn't. Maybe on the Patreon. <laughs> we. I would love to do like bonus episodes, maybe where we just like reread some of these books like we do an episode of rereading oh God, we should a find lines that <laughs> what would that be the spinoff name slasher reads <laughs> slasher reads we have to come up with something different read her <laughs> yeah let's just call it read her read her to filth read her to filth read her to death Ooh. Ooh. read her to death a slasher, slasher production yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> our production studio Let's do it. We're gonna okay, guys. Listen. Uh, would you like to hear? Yeah. Us read? Would you like us to hear? All oh, you hear is me <laughs> snorting. <laughs> oh no, no. I'm not giving y'all an audio book. I'm saying like I'll read these books again and then I'll come and tell you about them. Oh, I thought you were saying we're gonna read it to them. <laughs> no, imagine for your children. Put us on for your kids at night when they want to go to sleep. <laughs> That's all you hear is me laughing in your fucking kids' bedroom at two in the morning because you <laughs> forgot to turn me off. Cool nightmare for you um <laughs> but that'd be cool but i would love to like read i mean maybe just any books in general like if there's a horror book that we we're gonna talk have a about, slash her book club <laughs> yeah that's what it kind of feels like i love that idea so if you guys are interested or if you guys like reading <laughs> or like hearing people talk we about can honestly stories, do it as a patreon thing yeah we can definitely do it let's as have a, a book club patreon members okay y'all you heard it here um just be on the lookout uh <laughs> send us messages and reach out to us if you're interested i would love to review horror send us books that you would want us to talk about honestly yeah. i needed a reason to read like point blank period i used to love reading so much i as used a kid. to tear through books and now i'll make it like a chapter and then i'm like what's on tiktok exactly. <laughs> my attention span yeah. is Three minutes tops. It's bad, y'all. It really is bad. So if I have a reason to be reading like horror books again, I would love it because like I feel like a shell of myself. It's crazy to think about like how much I used to enjoy reading and honestly, I used to read in the college. bathtub. I used to read on the pot. I used to read to go to bed. I used to read on the bus. I used maybe it's the trauma though. Maybe. 
Maybe uh, we I used to read while I was eating. Books. Like I couldn't eat as a kid without like having a book to read. All the way up until I was at least like 13. I was always reading at the dining table. My librarian used to always get mad at me because I kept water damaging the books because I was reading in the bathtub. <laughs> the water damaging <laughs> the You said, I'm putting these to good use. Or like whenever I would like, <laughs> they'd be like, you need to bring it back. And I'd be like, okay. But it's like sitting under eight other books because I'm trying to like press it flat again. <laughs> <laughs> reading is uh, a, a, a pastime that's been lost on me. So I have so should. many books too. I have a bookshelf down there with all kinds of books that I like. I will go to Barnes and Noble or something or Target and like Barnes and Noble had a sale recently. They did, bitch. We didn't get to go. I was gonna tell you too when I saw it. I was like, I gotta tell Stormy so we can go to Barnes and Noble. We just didn't do it. It's. I it's love the, buying books. We we don't have an attention span and we don't have a memory. Yeah. Are we okay? We need mental health professionals. <laughs> we need therapy. Mm-hmm. But we're doing our best. And again, if you guys Instead, are we're doing a podcast. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, guys. You are our therapy. <laughs> um, Sounds unhealthy. Yeah. But, you know, hey, what were we going to call it already? Um, read her to death or something like that? What? Slash read her to sense? film. Read her oh. To, read her to death, death. right? Because we got to bring some macabre into this bitch, right? Okay. But filth could work. If you watch Dragula, you know the three principles of Dragula are filth, horror, and glamour. So, hey, <laughs> maybe it'll work. Read okay. her to death is not bad, though. It really isn't too bad, right? Read her to the grave. <laughs> what would be the cover art? Obviously, like a skeleton popping out of the ground or something, holding a book. Holding a microphone. <laughs> holding a microphone and a book. Ooh, cute. Ooh, yes. Not too bad, right? Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, y'all. Woo! We'll see what happens. I would love that though. Give me a reason to read something. Maybe we'll kick it easy and again start with like goosebumps. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Bailey School Kids, and then we'll go from there. Maybe honestly, crumb- before I'm fucking reading Stephen King for you guys. <laughs> before I'm fucking taking. We're reading Dreamcatcher this week. <laughs> We're oh. reading it. <laughs> it's so long. Oh my so god. Long. That's what I'm saying. Let's start small. Yeah. Goosebumps. Alita's around the age that I was when I started reading Goosebumps, and she already knows about Slappy. Um. So. Time to go. Time to time to be prepared, girl. Uh, we, I pulled up the Goosebumps show the other day for Stormy's daughter Lita, and she was like, no, "She was shook." I'm not watching that. I was like, "She's girl. seen too many YouTubes <laughs> with Slappy that has like traumatized." Has she seen the way? Goosebumps movie with like Jack Black? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. I remember liking that. I can't remember too clearly. I don't know if her dad's family like judges me for the amount of horror that um, she consumes. (laughs) Yeah, that she consumes that. So like whenever she's with them, she doesn't consume any. And so we have some catching up to do. Mm, um, I'll look into it again. Maybe we can watch it by ourselves and see. I don't know. I don't think it'll be too scary. I hope. I really don't think that's. Slappy. Even the show is scary. I don't. But she's seen so much YouTube and like. These adults have taken the concept of Slappy and like turned it creepy, violent in a uh, way. YouTube is wild. YouTube really is wild. I d- made her delete it on her tablet a little while it's ago. It's a rabbit hole, y'all. Girl, it's not even, I read on the internet, this didn't happen to me, thankfully. But there was one, and who knows how true it is, but I believe it, honestly. About how um, they walk up to their house smelling like gas and it's because the kid had watched a YouTube video that said that this like special fairy would come and visit you if you turned on all the gas and like that's what summoned them and you had to like get to this special floaty place and you would feel weird when you started to feel weird from the gas then that's when uh, they were coming and I'm like you're 
telling these kids to kill themselves Pretty and much. this family. And kill your family. Right. So um, YouTube is... I, like, whenever she's watching YouTube, I don't zone out. Like, I'm listening. Yeah, you have to because YouTube... It, one wrong click and she's like watching something wild. You never know. And they, I mean, I'm, there's been like a bajillion videos like dissecting it, obviously. But like some of the titles that they use are crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like a slime tutorial, which also that's how you find musicals on YouTube. Girl. <laughs> um, but like it's labeled like slime tutorial, but it's like about fucking ponies and murder and shit. So crazy, right? Right. I don't the Internet's it. wild. It is. I mean. We're a product we're, of we're a product. yeah. So that's probably why we can't focus on reading anymore. Because <laughs> we're time to go to buy cut. all the Goosebumps books for my kids. Yes, I used to own all. Well, up until a point, I don't know if I, honestly I've fallen off. I don't even know if they're still like making like new titles or not. I'm no, no idea. idea, but I own them all up until there one has point. to be like a starter pack that I can buy her. The Scholastic Book Fair girl. That's where I got my starter packs for Goosebumps. They always had. They always give you like thirty books or something. So I had like she a few really, of those. I had a Scooby Doo chapter book that was like hidden. So I want to buy. <laughs> I, I wish buy I had her them. Stuff. My cu- I gave them to my cousin. I wonder if she still has them. I haven't talked. Give to her them back. Now. Yeah, but like, hey, girl, do you? I also gave my VHS tapes away to some random kid back in the day. You had money in the bank, and you didn't even know. I didn't, girl. As a kid, I was. I'm like the complete opposite of a hoarder. I will get rid of anything. Nothing has sentimental value to me, which is. I mean, that's a lie. Some things do. (laughs) But I can get rid of stuff easily. At least material objects, books, video games, like game consoles, DVDs. Like, I will give that stuff away, like, in a heartbeat for whatever crazy reason. And now looking back on it, I'm so disappointed. But I was going through a phase there in, like, my early teens, like, 14, 15, where I was just, take my books, take my VHSs. And I was just like, now I'm so disappointed in myself. (laughs) I really am. I had... Literally every like golden era Disney movie on VHS. Girl. I flopped, really. Is it worth so much money? So much money. Especially if they had those like the crunchy sleeves, you know what I'm talking about? No. The like plastic sleeves. Oh yeah. So many of them. Like the the cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. So many of the ones that open like they like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I always call them crunchy sleeves because they make that awful sound. Yeah. I had so many of those. I'm so sad. I'm so disappointed in myself. Honestly, physical media is wild. It's important at this point because you're seeing like fucking HBO's removing shows from their streaming services left and right. The Duffer Brothers are going back and taking things out of Stranger Things and like Netflix is allowing that to happen. What do they take out? Where am I at? There's like, what am I missing? They're going back to like the earlier seasons and like taking things out apparently. I don't know if it's ever like really been confirmed. I'm pretty sure there's like an interview where they said that they were going back and making alterations so things make more sense. Uh, Girl, that's not how gone. it works. It's if it not. does, if the plot holes are there, the plot holes have to stay there. You fucking bitch. Yeah, exactly. You be be a good writer and work with that. My stories are full of plot holes, and they're gonna stay that way because <laughs> I'm not gonna this go back. This podcast is full of plot holes, and it's gonna be that way. <laughs> like you gotta just roll. We're with the together. Punches. We're apart. Stormy's <laughs> in Michigan. She's in New Mexico. She's in Las Vegas. <laughs> All Adrian the plot holes. is just always depressed and anxious. <laughs> Um, but yeah, physical media is so important. And like the older I get, the more I realize that for sure. And the more that society crumbles around us, the more aware I am that the fact that at any moment, these streaming services can just stop and you lose everything. We'll take in like, um, when everything got shut down in Russia, like they didn't have access to Snapchat. They didn't have access to like the internet. So 
not to have like sympathy <laughs> for like well for some know. of the citizens oh yeah for some of them i'm not saying like all of all russians are bad or anything like that yeah but um i just meant like i'm not making light of the situation like in an instant we could have access to nothing and we're just gonna be vibing <laughs> which i mean such a first world problem that we won't have access to media but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's really important and that's been a thing that people really have been like pointing out more frequently as time has gone on is like physical media is really important i like i mean even recently with beyonce's renaissance album things were coming out where she had to make changes obviously to some of her songs so like I um I bought the album first like on Apple so I have all the original versions of it but since it's digital who knows girl they can go in there maybe a fucking somebody will hack in there if Beyonce wanted to could probably go in there and change it whenever she wanted to but people who like bought the vinyls or the CDs they have that shit forever you know right. they have the original recordings I have your fuck up on tape pretty much so like it's important girl so if y'all I mean the only thing is like space it sucks though because a lot of movies and stuff take up so much space so unless you have like like ample storage space for all of it it's hard to keep up that's why i started getting rid of my dvds because like i just had nowhere to put them i really didn't my friend kevin he's stationed in japan right now and um he has the bookcases i don't know how to describe them it's probably like the width of both of your windows put together, like filled with DVDs. That's crazy. And like, I remember whenever I packed him up to move, um, before he got deployed, uh, we packed so many boxes of DVDs and like, that's his thing. And like, good for you, honey. But like, I could never, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. When I moved <laughs> from, um, from New Mexico to Vegas, like uh, most of my shit was like sold. I got rid of most of it. And I came up with like boxes and boxes and boxes of DVDs. And, like, that's, um, honestly, besides, like, some clothes and stuff, like, that's really all I had to bring with me up here. I had to buy, like, all my furniture and stuff up here. So, like, most of my belongings were these DVDs, and, like, it just felt so crazy, like, dragging them with me. And then by the time I moved into my first apartment, I was like, bitch, I got no storage space for these fucking DVDs. So, like, I had to start just, like, selling them and giving them away. I, like, sent some back home to my sister. I was like, I, I can't. It's too much. So, I kind of fell off, and I definitely switched, like, the digital bullshit i have an apple tv i buy them all off of itunes so i have a whole big huge library on my itunes account but what if Wait I lose that account? exactly so you're gonna be watching scream that's the only <laughs> those are the four <laughs> but i gotta put on a ghost face mask and stare at myself in the mirror to even fucking <laughs> <laughs> to enjoy the movie <laughs> You have Scream. I, I have many versions of Scream. <laughs> I have the DVD box set. I have the Blu-ray box set. I have a lot of versions of that yeah. franchise. So you sure. can watch the four Scream movies. Yeah, I don't own the fifth one on physical media yet, so I got to get that soon. I have, like, documentaries on Blu-ray. Girl, there's some documentaries I have that I'll have to show you if you've never seen them before. Um, but, yeah, y'all, I guess <laughs> we, we can... Off. I'm having a good time, y'all. The Hitcher. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about this. Y'all got to slash her talks instead of (laughs) an episode. (laughs) Just us talking shit always. Um, Okay, let's go ahead and dive into The Hitcher, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on apple spotify podbean and many more places but for now let's go ahead and get back to the show
Alrighty, we are back, and this week we are talking The Hitcher. Originally released on January 19th, 2007, the film was made on an estimated budget of around $10 million. It would then see an opening weekend of around $8 million before having a worldwide gross of around $25 million. The movie has a runtime of one hour and 24 minutes and was directed by Dave Myers. It has a, um, I mean, I guess pretty, pretty cool cast. Sophia Bush, I know y'all live for her. So Sophia Bush is Grace, Zachary Knighton is Jim, and Sean Bean is John Ryder, as we you know, are told, or as we are... Um, supposedly. Supposedly, <laughs> yeah. This is what we're supposed to believe. But yeah, so The Hitcher. While driving through the New Mexico desert on a road trip, college students Grace and Jim soon find themselves in danger. A mysterious hitchhiker known to them only as John Ryder stalks them through the land of enchantment and spills plenty of blood along the way. So, The Hitcher, 2007. Now, this is a remake of the original film of the same name. 1986 was the original release date of this film. Um, and so, she feels like a remake. We'll say that. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if it's like a shock to you guys already. It probably isn't. I'm not a fan of this movie. Like, I don't see myself coming back to it anytime soon. Um, so, Stormy, I don't know. What were you vibing with, if anything at all? Was this your cup of tea, this movie? I wanted to. <laughs> there's, like, cool moments, for sure. And, like, there's some, like, really, like, brutal scenes. Like, I'm not going to, like, deny this movie's, like, brutality. Because there's some badass gore. Like, there's a lot of moments in this movie where I was, like, gagging a little bit <laughs> really yeah bitch the end when he's getting ripped into half i mean gagged i mean i expected it i knew it was gonna come but like still a gag speaking of that i do want to mention <laughs> that like i always thought that scene was part of joyride well that's crazy that's a mandela effect shit yeah i thought that was either part of joyride the original or joyride 2 for some reason like that scene was vividly part of joyride and then we saw it and i was like hold up yeah, when we got to the end, Stormy was shocked. Mm-hmm. But you should have, I mean, when we watched Joyride, you should have been like, mm, clearly it's not in <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I know, but for, I don't know. My but brain you, was just holding on to it. I was like, maybe it's in Joyride too <laughs> when we watched the first one. But you're not alone in that because I had it confused with Rest Stop. I don't know if you've seen Rest Stop or not. So. Okay. I used to like that movie because I used to think the guy in that was really hot. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I used to think it was so hot. But for some reason in my mind, I thought like the the car, the, the semi-truck like ripping your body apart scene was in Rest Stop. But it's in this movie. So I was also kind of like stunned, to be quite honest. Um, I don't know <laughs> if it's because I had like four years, four or five years in like working with law enforcement um, or what. But this movie is fucking annoying. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, maybe annoying is I mean, I already went on a rant, like, I think it was last week, about The Dispatcher. um, Oh, in Southbound, yeah. Yeah, I already went on a rant about that. Um, So, I mean, I I won't go on that. But it's just every interaction that we had with law enforcement in this movie is so fucking annoying. Honestly, the stupidest cops I think I've ever had to bear witness to. Unless we're thinking Also, the sheriff in this movie looks like my sheriff back home if he was younger and I just kept staring at him and I was like, what kind of Mandela effect? He was also staring at you. That's all he did. Oh my God. He really, his piercing blue eyes. And the thing (laughs) is, is like, 
my sheriff worked for New Mexico State Police in Albuquerque. Mm. And like, I'm just like, was he a consultant this? on this movie? <laughs> <laughs> sheriff? Alfredo? <laughs> Please imagine if he was like, oh, well, yeah, I remember working on this. Oh back in the day, back in 2006. And tell him, Sheriff, I have a podcast. And he's like, I made a horror movie once. <laughs> if he was actively a part of like the production, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, so come funny. On. I'd be gagged. Come We'd have on. to bring him on. That'd be so funny. Do you want to fuck Sophia Bush, <laughs> Sheriff? Heart stops. So uh. funny. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, Sheriff's probably in his late 60s. So yeah, <laughs> his heart would stop. Um, so yeah, this movie is fucking annoying. Um, I didn't... Uh, the thing is, I want to like it. Sophia Bush is hot. <laughs> uh, She's not making the best choices with her horror movies, I feel like. No. Around this time. She... Uh, uh, I really enjoy Stay Alive. I mean, I do, and it's a nostalgia thing. I enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to say it's, like, the worst movie I've ever seen because I've seen worse. Um, but, like, I mean, quality-wise, she's just not she's not hitting it out of the park with these horror picks, I feel like. Yeah, definitely not. Um, a horror queen. Or, excuse me. Oh, my God. I'm butchering the term. A scream queen she is not, unfortunately. Um, at least for me, personally, I don't want any of you, you know, One Tree Hill she, fans to come for does. me. She does. She's acting in some scenes. Oh, yeah. There's points in this movie where she's serving. And I'm not going to take that away from her. But unfortunately, like everything else going around her or going on around her just makes her acting feel out of place. Yeah. Like she's serving something completely different than everybody else. Than all else. the cops. Yeah. Than all the cops. Then John Ryder even. I don't think, I mean, I don't know much of Sean Bean personally. I don't, he's not somebody that I've seen a lot of work from. Mm-hmm. But even he's like. I mean, not that he's, like, not scary or anything. Like, if this man was trying to murder me, I would definitely be. Oh, he's Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones fame. Sorry, yeah, y'all. Come for me. Do what you got to do. He's quite literally in GoldenEye, girl. <laughs> GoldenEye? I don't fucking watch James Bond movies. National Treasure? Silent Hill? He is from National Treasure. That's where I've seen his face from. Literally every Silent Hill movie. Was he the cop in Silent Hill? Mm-hmm. Let me dragging him, and he has like the most fucking decorated filmography. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. He he's in Possessor. I'm screaming. Was he in Possessor recently? I love Possessor. He plays John in Possess uh, in Possessor. Okay, well, you know what? Either way, it yeah, was like he's not really serving much. Literally, <laughs> like I said, his filmography <laughs> is literally all I had to see was Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, and knew that I was going to get attacked by the fucking people who enjoy that shit. <laughs> And I love Lord of the Rings. Like, don't even get it twisted. Not enough to the why I remember who the fuck everybody Can't is. Relate. But I could watch it and be like, this is a good time. But if you were like, who the fuck is that elf? I'm going to be like, who the fuck is that? That's, That's Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I have no idea who any of these people are. I know the actors in that franchise. Um, but yeah, Game of Thrones is something I'm never going to, com- you know, dedicate any of my time to. So whatever. But he's just. Zachary Knight and Top. Is he? He he's hot in 2007 Stormy's eyes. Okay, you're like right. he's everything that I ever wanted. Like at that age, okay. like he's very he's giving Nickelback. Oh, you know? very bad. Yeah, he's definitely giving. I he definitely looks like he works at a convenience store or something. He works after at school Allsips. for sure. I'm sad we didn't get an Allsup's appearance in this movie. There, they stopped at a gas station. I was like, this is an Allsup's. It could have been an Allsup's. They could have just reached out to fucking Allsup's. Nobody knows who we're talking about except Yvette, who's also <laughs> from home. Except for my sister from New Mexico. <laughs> and anybody else who listens from New Mexico. I do have somebody um, who used to be uh, really good friends with one of my other 
friends, and I remember she she went to school in New Mexico, so maybe she knows um, about Allsup's. I would hope so. <laughs> um, but Allsup's is a Seven Eleven. <laughs> yeah, only within the state of New Mexico and Texas. Yeah, there's some in Texas. Yeah, but Allsup's is getting bought out by Yesway, so I think it's gonna like Yesway. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes way. Yes way. <laughs> um, I'm queer and Mexican, so yes way works perfect <laughs> for me. <laughs> so the burritos are going to be making. Um, I'm going to go in there getting a burrito and fucking the do journey. a dip. <laughs> Death drop. <laughs> like, yes, yes way. <laughs> Honestly, am, am I going to move back to New Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if you fucking leave as soon as yes, I get here, I'll fight you. Yes way. Girl, they're. They're just trying to make me feel safe in my home state. Maybe. <laughs> Allsup's is Allsup's has. Everybody says that they really enjoy the burritos, but they're awful. Okay, listen. If anybody from New Mexico says, "Hey, Allsup's is badass and so yummy, and you need to try it," don't listen to them. It's disgusting. It's a gas station. It's a gas station food. I've been bl- drunk plenty of times and gone and fucking chow down on Ooh, seven burritos, a chimichanga. But like, they're not good, y'all. Like, they're just not. And like, New Mexico people will try to tell you they are. They're not. They really aren't. Soft drinks hit, but soft drinks hit at every fucking gas station. Nobody knows what we're talking about. I would uh, hope so. <laughs> Go, Google, right now, everybody run to Google unless you're driving. Um, in that case, so Google A- when you stop. L-L-S-U-P-S. All, All subs. subs. Which is also the stupidest spelling, I feel like. Um, I mean, that's the owner's last name. So. Okay. Stupid. <laughs> I don't know him. What's he gonna do? Um, the main He's office dead, is also. So nothing. Oh, nothing. I mean, bitch, that does not that has not stopped the dead before. <laughs> Next thing you know, fucking toss ups are gonna be randomly ending up in my places all over my house. Chimichangas will be falling so, from the sky. <laughs> we came, we came back. The boys, meaning Austin and Adrian, came back to New Mexico to um, help me pack some of my stuff and bring it here to Las Vegas, <laughs> and. We came home here to Las Vegas, and I opened the fridge, and there's a tall sub, which is a 32-ounce drink from all subs, in the fridge. And I just had this, like, wee-doo, wee-doo, wee-doo. Like, <laughs> PTSD. I, yeah. I, like, looked around, and I was like, am I in New Mexico? What <laughs> happened? Like, I was teleported back to a different state, and it was traumatic. <laughs> <laughs> and see, for me, when we were driving back, because uh, we drove separate from Stormy. We were in the moving truck, me and Austin, and Stormy was in her vehicle, and we left, like, an hour before her, I think. So we stopped at an all subs and I forced Austin to stop at all subs. I was like, I have to stop at an all subs. Like I need to like look at it and just like <laughs> remember my childhood. Uh, that's another thing. All subs has a very distinct spell. Mm, it's probably the people. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I think it's the burritos, but okay. <laughs> Bitch, I will say we stopped in Melrose, New Mexico and they're all subs. Shout out Melrose. <laughs> um, their Allsup's is like the main attraction in that small. It's a That's village. That's all they have. It's they not have a an Allsup's and a Dale's. <laughs> they have like a, a random truck shop stop. That yes. Also, also sells burritos. <laughs> yes. They have those two locations and that's it. And like I frequented New Mexico as a, ch- or not New Mexico, Melrose as a kid because my uncle's wife grew up there. So when we would go have like birthday parties for her or her family members and we were invited like we were in Melrose left and right girl so stopping at that Allsup's I was like this is an Allsup's I remember let me stop here so I forced Austin to get down with me and obviously right away I was uncomfortable like <laughs> I was just like mm, like I just forget how like uncozy I felt in like the fucking small New Mexico towns I grew up in 
Um, Because, like, everybody obviously just stares. Like, you know, they see two people who are clearly queer just walking around, walking with fucking sugar in their tank. And, like, they just stare. And, like, I'm the one person wearing a mask, and everybody's just staring at me. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. But I had to go in there because I needed a toss-ups. And I go in there, you know, I'm just loud. and I mean, I'm also very loud and very gay, so that's probably why everybody's just staring at me. Walking around being like, this place is disgusting, but I want a toss-ups. And everybody's just staring at me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had to get one, and then I brought it home. I didn't think it was going to trigger Stormy, but it was the <laughs> funniest thing I've ever heard. When she was like, what is a toss-ups doing in this fridge? <laughs> I was like, oops, sorry about it. Girl, all I can think about is that Apple podcast uh, review that we got that says talk about the movie more. Oh, always, right. That's all I can think about every time we go on a tangent. And then I'm like. That bitch can suck eggs. (laughs) I think about it and then like in my head I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to go on another tangent. If I want to talk about the gas stations I grew up with as a kid, I'm going to do it. If there's a place to do it, it's here, baby. Honestly, if you're still listening. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Anyway, so back to The Hitcher. So also this movie is produced by Michael Bay's production company, Platinum Dunes. Now, when I first saw that <laughs> Platinum Dunes was producing this, I first, like, wasn't, like, completely thrown off by it. Obviously, it's a Michael Bay production company, so, like, like you probably expect what we get in this movie. A mm-hmm. lot of explosions, mm-hmm. a lot of ridiculous, like, action sequences. But in my mind, again, when I see Platinum Dunes, I don't go to, like, the negative right away. I think of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake which was like the first horror film that Platinum Dunes really, you know, helped produce. And like, it's one of my favorite, if not top five, at least like one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I love that remake. Mm-hmm. So like, I think about that. I think about, you know, they did the remake for the Amityville horror. If that's a thing that you guys enjoy, I don't mind that movie. Um, they also did the sequel to the original Ouija. They did the original Ouija too, but the second one's much better because Mike Flanagan directed it. But they produced that film. They produced uh, A Quiet Place and all the Quiet Place movies. I mean, there's only two, and I think there's a third one coming. But like they, you know, there's some gems in there. Like it's not all bad. But then you also look at what else they produce. They, you know, have the remake to A Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. People right. don't seem to enjoy those <laughs> movies a lot. Um, they also produced, I mean, depending on how you feel about them, all the Purge movies. Um, so there's, you know, there's, it's like a imbalance. They're a mixed bag for sure. That's why I gave such a big sigh. It's like, you never know what you're going to get with them. Yeah, exactly. Were you like off put when you saw it for this movie? Were you like, oh fuck, not Platinum Dunes, not Michael Bay. Okay. I was, yeah. As soon as I saw Michael Bay, I was like, the car is going to explode. And I was right because at least three vehicles exploded in this movie. It's crazy. It really was. But again, like I wasn't completely like turned off by the idea because again i don't remember this movie like at all i don't think i've ever seen it before to be quite honest um i obviously have for the pull apart (laughs) (laughs) i think i've just seen like clips on youtube of that i think that's probably why i was confused you Uh, do it was all kind of like making sense to you as we're watching it no girl none of it makes sense (laughs) 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 um Okay, so let's just start going through this movie then, I guess. So, I mean, right off the bat, the movie doesn't waste any fucking time in giving us a jump scare. The most graphic scene of a jackalope getting just demolished by a car. Completely just fucking rammed. And I screamed. We were all sitting in the living room ready to watch this movie. And we see this little thing jumping across the street. And it's murdered in, like, the sound design, baby. They want you to jump. So, like, I fucking freaked out and jumped right away. And I was like, this is is a crazy way to start this movie. (laughs) 
But we're immediately thrown into the plot. We meet college students Jim and Grace. They're in love. They're driving across New Mexico. They're trying to meet uh, Sophia Bush's friends for spring break. This is going to be the first time that Jim has met her friends, so she's really excited. He's probably shitting his fucking pants deep down, but he seems to be excited about it. And pretty much their first night driving, they immediately run into John Ryder, the hitcher. Like, the movie doesn't waste any time in, like, jumping into, like, what goes down. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, after the first scene with John Ryder, somebody's like, like, there's a lot happening already. Already, yeah. That's that's what makes this movie feel so long. It's like, they don't give us any time to breathe before anything happens. And one thing that I will say about... um, Jim? Jim. Uh, he doesn't watch the fucking road. Like 98% of the time, <laughs> he's staring at Sophia Bush. And I get it. She's attractive. But like, if you're driving this motherfucking car across the country, I mean, it's probably a couple of states, but um, watch the fucking road. It's so funny. Anytime that he was like staring at Sophia Bush for at least 30 seconds, and like, no joke, it's at least 30 seconds, Stormy would like audibly be in disgust <laughs> she's like what fuck at the road and i'm like girl i get it also don't be sophia bush if we're gonna be going on a road trip and we're like hitting the road and we got hours to go don't be like after like 20 minutes in the car be like i need to pee bitch this is that's not road it trip feels like they didn't even leave their town and like it like, feels like she pee. got they got on the highway and then she's like i need to pee you should have fucking peed. You're going to hold it for at least the next four hours Road if you're in the car trip with me. etiquette. Piss or take a shit before you hop into that vehicle. Get have food. snacks. Yeah. Yes. Have already eaten or have snacks ready to go. Your um, phone needs to be charged. charged. <laughs> the phone needs to be charged. You need All to have way. a playlist ready to start. Like road trip etiquette. Maybe it's because we've driven a bajillion times. <laughs> We're like, girl, it's don't do that. It's second nature here. Just don't do that. She pissed me off in that moment. Um, but yeah, so pretty much they're driving along and immediately we're five minutes into this thing. Fucking rain is pouring. Guys, the rain that they use in this movie is insane. Like they are quite literally, I mean, 18 water hoses, 18, just directly down. pointed at the car. That's just fucking rocking back and forth in some kind of weird suspension system while fucking Jim just grabs onto the wheel and stares at Sophia Bush. Yeah, but he's just, it's just, it's comedic. The visual of him. Literally, like staring at Sophia Bush straight in her eyes, while quite literally a hurricane is happening on the in, in the window behind him. You're like, girl, what the fuck? This is crazy. But yeah, they have a moment where they see the hitcher in the middle of the road in this pouring rain. Right, Jim at the almost hits him. Almost hits because him because he's staring at Sophia Bush. <laughs> I don't know why I keep calling her Sophia Bush and only calling him Jim, but because <laughs> she is Sophia Bush. You know, she's a presence all in herself. So right. Um, but yeah, she's really, uh, she really is quite gorgeous in this movie. Like, it's kind of crazy how pretty she is. Um, That's not fair. God plays favorites. God truly does. And I don't, honestly, if you believe in God, he plays favorites. And if you believe in God, he's a vengeful God. Like, <laughs> why do I look like this and Sophia Bush Stop. looks like that? I don't think that's fair, right? Mm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so anyways, we're five minutes into this thing. They're swerving off the road. This hitcher is coming up to them. I was like immediately rooting for Sophia Bush because Jim right away is like, oh, we almost hit this guy. Let me go look. Let me go talk to him. And she's like, what? No, he's probably crazy. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's keep driving. And Jim and her, they kind of have like a moment of tension because he's like, well, no, I want to help. 
And she's like, no, you're fucking stupid. This person could easily murder both of us, probably. And so they have a moment where he's slowly walking to the car. He looks like the hashlinging slasher from he fucking really SpongeBob SquarePants. I was waiting for his little spatula, spatula to pop out. <laughs> to hit the window. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> I was waiting for it, What girl. year did I Know What You Did Last Summer come out? 1997. Okay, so Sophia Bush <laughs> has seen this movie. They should have both have seen this movie. They're college kids. Yeah, I would assume so. So, hopefully. like, why are we even contemplating going to check on this person? Yeah. But I'm also kind of happy that she kind of points out at this point, too, in, like, 2007, <laughs> where she's like, this doesn't feel, like, safe. Like, why would we pick somebody up? Like, like this just doesn't seem smart. And so... I would never. I don't think I ever would. And in this situation, like, he's by himself. He's out in the middle of nowhere. It's pouring rain. I could see, like, the desire to be a good person. I just am not. Like, I'm not a good person. If that makes me a bad person, then I'm an awful person because I can't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Especially if you had, like, your daughter in the car. Oh, no. no. I could... (laughs) I don't want to say that. I was going to say I could fully run somebody over and not stop. <laughs> my kid. That's not true. But um, For her sake, I hope not. <laughs> Catch her a felony health, charge at six years old. Oh She's an accessory to murder. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like she would wear that badge with honor. Oh, she really would. She'd be like, I'm a felon. I can never vote. <laughs> Honestly, vibes. Um. But yeah, I would never. So call me a bad person if you will. Yeah, no. I'm not doing that. And in I this have moment, so many knives in my car, and like <laughs> you're the threat. <laughs> <laughs> the hitchhiker should be scared of you, baby. I just meant like to protect my. Like even though I have protection in the car, like I'm still not gonna stop. Yeah, same. I could legitimately have a fucking barrel shotgun in my trunk or right underneath my trunk? sink. <laughs> yeah, right. Does it do you any good in the trunk, baby? <laughs> I'm really dead. Um, but I could literally have like a fucking AK-40 or AK-40. I don't know. AK-40. I have no idea about weapons or guns or anything, but I could have a fucking crazy ass gun and I still would not pick up a hitchhiker. I couldn't. Like that. What just kind of gun like do they have? Wish. What are they packing? Right. Uh, um, what if they're a trained assassin? Like apparently this guy is. John Ryder is quite literally a trained. He's John he Wick. Very <laughs> that. He's giving fucking Tom Cruise. He's a Scientologist. Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible. Everything he's doing in this movie feels like it's from Mission Impossible. Oh, I thought you. Were <laughs> no, girl. I thought you were talking about John Wick. I was like, that's Keanu Reeves, baby. <laughs> no, uh, I'm talking like Mission Impossible. I'm talking like Tom Cruise. He's just like doing the impossible, quite literally at times. He, it's crazy. And like anytime he does anything or like fucking executes a fucking murder, I'm like, he's like, he's a trained assassin. He's a trained assassin. Like he's, I don't know, girl. He's crazy. he's getting headshots on cops. He's murdering police stations worth of people it's crazy and like i understand like it's a small town there's only a couple of them but um like and not to give law enforcement very much credit but like they're trained for this you know like i hope so you would think right uh, a hot mess baby girl but they do leave him they say fuck that creepy silhouette of a man <laughs> they leave him out in the road <laughs> um so they keep driving they go down to awesome <laughs> they, they stop at awesome <laughs> sophia bush goes and pees uh jim talks to the clerk Bitch, listen, this clerk at this gas station. What a snitch. First off, a snitch, but also first off, did not deserve the time that he was given. There was a moment where Sophia Bush goes and pees, obviously, and Jim's talking to him about, hey, putting gas. And like this gas station guy's talking to him and like they give him at least a minute of like dialogue. And I was blinking and my ears were open 
And quite literally, there was no substance to his dialogue. There was no need for his dialogue. It was like, it just was so useless. I'm like, I don't need to hear what this man is saying. But anyway, so he's, we get a moment of him talking for whatever reason. And then Jim's outside eating. The hitchhiker shows up. He has like a semi-truck drop him off. So he shows up to the gas station. And he ends up, of course, meeting the kids again. And clearly he is hunting these people at this point. He's marked them. These are going to be the people that he wants to torture and <laughs> put through hell for whatever reason. And this is the moment where it happens. Because the fucking gas station clerk has to be like, bitch, is this the man that you left out in the rain? <laughs> And then Jim's like, yeah, sorry about that. And he gets, honestly, he packs his bag and gets fucking taken on a guilt trip by this murderer being like, oh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have picked me up either. Blink, 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 blink. Yeah, very like, gaslit into giving this man a and ride. And Jim's like, um, I mean, I guess we can give you a ride. And then Sylvia Bush comes out and she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's like stunned. And honestly, I would also be pissed if like we had a moment where we left this person out in the middle of nowhere and then like I come back and now you're willing to offer him a ride. He, I would be kind she of walks up <laughs> and she's like, What's going on? And he's like, This is the dude we almost hit. Just <laughs> so casual. Yeah. What is she supposed to say? Hi, sorry about that. But also like he just doesn't look trustworthy to me. Um so like he's just he gets suspicious vibes right from the jump. Like if you're wearing a huge fucking matrix cloak around fucking New Mexico like this, there's something wrong with you. It's a fucking desert. Like I know right now it's fucking pouring rain, but like that cloak is just that jacket girl is just like a red flag for me. You're not getting in my car. I'm so sorry. It's just not going to happen. Right. Girl, this scene that we're in right now where um they like Jim and Grace are in the vehicle with the hitcher. Yeah, because they're giving him a ride now. So right. he's already in their car. They're taking him to Tatum. <laughs> yes, because the next stop is Tatum. That's where there's a motel. Because they asked the clerk, like, hey, where's their motel? And he's like, oh, Tatum down the way. So they're like, okay. Side break. Tatum is, again, like maybe like a two and a half hour drive from where I grew up. And at least from where the direction I would come into Tatum. Uh, it's like one singular highway that quite literally takes you almost the entire way to Tatum from my hometown of Portales, New Mexico. There would be a road that would just take you all the way there. So like when they're heading to Tatum, in my mind, I'm like, they're on that highway that I fucking drove to every day. Because my high school was a small town outside of my hometown. I had to drive like fucking 20 miles every day to get to my middle of nowhere high school, quite literally in the middle of nowhere. And, like, from there, it was, like, an hour and a half is Tatum's distance from us. So I was, like, they are, like, quite literally heading towards my hometown. Like, that's the vibe I was getting this entire time. And then they end up, like, what it feels like in Gallup, which is the opposite end of the fucking state by the end of this movie. Right. But. Um, okay. So they're heading to Arizona is their plan. So Jim they're quite literally driving the way that Adrian and I come <laughs> from home yeah, to quite honestly. Arizona. Um. But this line, whenever he... So the hitcher asks Jim, like, how long have you been fucking Grace, pretty much? Yeah, and, and he Jim's like, any time, what? Guys, <laughs> like, he... They're in the car together maybe, like, for five minutes, and he asks Jim that question. And Sophia Bush is in the back seat. She's listening to her iPod. <laughs> um, she has her headphones in, so she can just, like, not pay attention, I guess. But yeah, like literally they're in the car for a few minutes and he's like, how long have you been fucking that hot piece of ass in the backseat? Yeah. And Jim's what? like, what the fuck kind of question is that? Jim is kind of cool. Like, it's a simple question. <laughs> but Jim is kind of like 
a badass. And like he retorts right away and he's like, well, how long have you been fucking fucking your wife? But then this man says, oh, I don't have a wife. I wear a wedding ring, so it makes me feel more trustworthy. Girl, goosebumps when that line came I was out. I was shook. like, uh-oh. I was like, yes, this movie's going to be so good. I was like, yeah, that was like some scary shit. Like, that's the shit that, like, I fear happening to me, quite honestly. Right. Sophia, but, I mean, Grace is trying to <laughs> dial 911 in the back seat. Yeah, she obviously catches on to this and, like, notices that there's, like, weird tension going on in the front seat. So she like turns on her headphones so she can hear the dialogue. So she's gonna call nine one one, and then at this point, the hitcher grabs her, has a knife to her face, um, is telling Jim to say, "Hey, I, you say you want to die, and I will keep her alive." And it's a pretty intense scene. Like I was kind of like, "Are they gonna kill her this early? Are they gonna Drew Barrymore this girl?" I was oh very God. nervous. <laughs> Imagine. It would kind of have been a gag. Imagine if they, I'm glad they didn't because the original Hitcher film, the main protagonist is a man. And like that was one of the things when they came into production, this movie and like Michael Bay was having interviews with it. Like his goal was to make sure like the lead was a female. But honestly, they're kind of badasses. They managed to Sophia. I need to stop calling her Sophia Bush. I'm doing it. I don't give a fuck. Grace is whatever. That just she doesn't seem like a Grace to me. Right. She seems like Sophia Bush to me. So (laughs) Sophia Bush is at knife point. Um, Jim slams on the brakes, fucking yeah, slams smart. the hitcher's face into the windshield, uh-huh. and then starts screaming at Sophia Bush as if she didn't have a knife fucking pinned to her face two seconds before, <laughs> and as if she didn't get thrown into the front seat, essentially, but whatever. Um, m- makes her open the door, and then Jim kicks the hitcher out of the vehicle. Yeah, kind of cool. Still driving. Kind of cool. Kind of cool badass. Sequence. I think this is the best sequence in the movie. At least for me. This is the one sequence I enjoyed. Um, I still had hope at this point. Me too. Uh, truly, quite honestly, I had hope. Uh, again, we haven't seen a lot, and it gets to the action really fast. Um, so I was really excited to see like how it escalated. I didn't know it was going to escalate into like a, th- a Grand Theft Auto video game by the end of it. <laughs> it really feels... You Girl, know what? Yeah, there's five stars on the screen when they're running down that road in the car with quite literally like the police force, right? The entire police force of New Mexico right behind them. It just looks crazy. It's so crazy, you guys. I'm so sorry. And I can suspend, I suspend my disbelief every day, you know, watching movies. And this is just not the one I'm like going to suspend it for because I'm like, girl, this is too much for me. I just couldn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, but this scene in the car is, is definitely the creme de la creme. I think it's great. Sophia Bush's like acting and reaction after this happens feels so raw and so real because it's traumatizing. She quite literally just had a knife to her face. She had to open the door and help her boyfriend kick somebody out of their vehicle. And even if he's trying to kill you guys, like your moral compass is going to be like, oh, we probably just kill the man. Right. So it's a lot to take in. And I think she does a great job at like displaying those emotions. Jim looks annoyed with her. And I'm like, guy, get over it, please. Like, comfort this poor girl. Um, but he's, he's like, you need to call 911. And she's like, um, the phone's gone. He's like, what? So, like, instantly pissed off at her. Like, she threw it out the window or something. Yeah, like, she canted it to the hitcher on his fucking descent out into the road and said, here, just for the fucking trouble, here's my cell phone. <laughs> right. Like, don't be so mad at me, my guy. But also, like, the fact that he survives going down the highway at 70 miles per hour at least because they show us right before <laughs> he hits the brakes that he's uh like driving 70 miles per hour yeah hits he- the brakes hits the gas pedal again very quickly speeds up very fast like at least 50 miles per hour going down this road at the bare minimum and he survives and he has no injuries no injuries not a broken bone not a laceration to the head i don't see anything he had on one head. little scrape on his forehead 
But it's crazy. The fuck? I'm so sorry. Like I love this. I love the scene. I love the. I love the tension. I love it. But then we have to sit for another hour with this man who was forced out of a moving vehicle going a very fast speed and just expect him to also start shooting down choppers the next day. <laughs> like what? Am I supposed to just go with this? Right. <laughs> like what? It just doesn't it doesn't feed into my fantasy of like a good time. I just don't think that the like the horror and action elements were mixed really well in this. No. It feels like two separate movies. Like this feels like it could have been a short story right here and probably end it with the next scene with the family. Like with say they get to the scene with the family and then like the couple is like walking up to the vehicle to like check on the family and then the hitcher just mows them over like great don't get me started (laughs) on that family because that also story but like these feel like two separate stories yeah i feel like the i don't know the tension is drastically accelerated to uh over the top level that i and I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a queer individual. I love camp. I love over the top. Like I get off on that shit. But there's just sometimes with like a plot of a movie where it just doesn't feel like it works. Um, that's just how I feel. All uh, this has happened in 20 minutes. Yeah, this is the first <laughs> 20 minutes of the film. Um, after that happens, uh, we do get a fun little like nightmare sequence where they're in the car, um, and Jim like imagines him coming up and busting the window behind him before he wakes up, and they're like parked in the middle of the land of enchantment somewhere. Um, <laughs> but I like that little jump scare too. She was a little fun moment for me. Yeah. They have a sweet moment and then they're driving down the roads straight into Arizona from Gallup, New Mexico. Yeah. They're moving uh, along. They've probably already driven past since they're past Tatum now. Um, they're probably past where we grew up at this point. Yes. Cause they were quite, I mean the movie literally starts where we grew up. I'm like y'all, it's yeah. not even funny. Like it's quite literally, that's where we grew up was near Tatum. Um, so they are now probably at least halfway through the state. I would assume. Right, Hopefully. and then they're they're passed by the station wagon. Which, <laughs> so what bothers? They're dri- just driving Jim's busted ass windshield car. Mm-hmm. Like they they just are vibing with it. They're not gonna try and get it fixed. Oh my god! We also, I mean, I think we mentioned it, but yes, when he hits the brakes, John Ryder's head hits the windshield and cracks the entire thing. Like You're telling me you don't have it. a concussion? Yeah, he you has can no walk injuries. Straight? He has one scrape. Like what? He broke you a windshield with his head. A TBI. A traumatic brain injury. Long-term damage to your brain. Neurological problems. Maybe that's why he is this way. Is he's had too many TBIs. And yeah, that's maybe. what makes him aggressive. Maybe. Which is a thing that happens, surprisingly. <laughs> um, but before they see the family, they, we, they try to give us like some like lovey-dovey dialogue between the two they're trying to get past what just happened and like they're joking about seeing their friends and being like we're gonna have a hell of a story to tell and she's like how you saved my life and like you know they're making the most out of this dire situation (laughs) when we were watching this i was telling adrian would you want to tell that story (laughs) like on our way here a hitchhiker almost killed us and so we shoved him out of the vehicle Give me a shot. <laughs> like, I mean, what kind of opener? Probably, I, I would not. Would. You wouldn't. No. You would. You would take that with you to, to the grave. To the girl. grave. If if this happens, you want to tell me? Okay. If I wasn't involved in it, wouldn't you not? Would you would have to tell me, right? I would yeah. tell you if I had fucking kicked a hitchhiker out of my car, go speeding down the yeah. Tatum that's highway. how we get caught, though. <laughs> I would trust that you wouldn't say. No, anything. I would tell you. Get knock. Like, are you going to knock me out like that? I would never knock you out. Only you. Don't um, do that to me. I mean, I would tell, like, yeah, I would tell you. I, I, you're the but only I'm not going to go to a probably. party. 
They're going to a party. Yeah, I wouldn't go to my spring break with all my crazy college friends and be like, mm-hmm. cheers to me kicking a hitchhiker out of the vehicle. Because then, yeah, cheers what if it comes back? Knowing my luck, it would come back and I would get arrested or something crazy. This man right. would press Somebody's charges. Ring, this Airbnb's ring camera is like, excuse me? Girl, this white man you could go to what? the police and be like, this Mexican fat fuck kicked me out of his vehicle, <laughs> sent me flying down the road. He's nasty. Look at him. He's this, uh, it, That would be my luck, or and I'd probably be put behind bars, you know, if he really wanted to do that to me. So I probably would, yeah, he also not tell everybody. He for like eight cop murders he later. Framed, yeah, exactly. So yes, you know what? Looking at John Ryder's uh, fucking, his fucking... <laughs> Repertoire? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just his past actions from this movie, he would surely fucking make sure that I was the one that got the fucking blame for all of this. Right. So, so no. her being like... We're we're going to have a hell of a story. I was just like rolling my eyes so hard. Yeah, it was a hot mess. But yeah, they're driving and, you know, they're lovey-dovey. And like Stormy said, this family in a station wagon drives around them and they're like, oh, waving at them. It's cute. And then they see in the back seat because they're just like a big fucking frog just dancing around the window <laughs> next to a little kid. So while they're talking, the frog slowly pans down, or like slowly just is like dropped down. And we see John Ryder in the back seat. So they panic and they do what any rational person would do. They speed up. They get to the side of the vehicle where this family is and they start screaming, telling him that the person in the back seat is crazy. He's psycho. He pulled the knife on us. He has a knife. And this family is like staring at him and they're staring at them. And before they know it, a semi comes on the road. And unfortunately, Jim and Grace are thrown from the, <laughs> from the road. They end up crashing. A branch um, crashes into the windshield and narrowly misses them. And the family continues on the road. So, okay. You're a good Christian family or whatever. I get it. If people are coming up beside you and yelling that this person that you don't know, that you just picked up, and they're telling you that he's a stranger and he's crazy and he's psycho and he has a, a knife stop the car what are you doing I mean, why do you did. keep driving <laughs> do we we don't know we don't know what happens and from what we see they just keep driving down the road after this car's also ran from the road <laughs> like, yeah they I, don't stop also to help the people like, if like, you're a good at family at the same time it, we stopped the vehicle right okay. we're the christian family we stopped the vehicle then what i mean the kid in the back seat is a goner <laughs> oh my God. i don't think he that has the chance baby. of surviving unfortunately if this yeah. man has his knife and he like you stop the car and he just starts wailing and killing people right away which i, I mean from what we see your kids are dead he's a trained assassin so he probably went <laughs> stab stab fucking slid up from the back of the seat and <laughs> just, just stab stab he, he like okay so he stabs both the kids <laughs> this is have awful. you wait have you seen x-men which one the first one yeah. or any of them really anything with the original mystique uh-huh. the way that she maneuvers and, like flips and like fucking <laughs> that scene specifically where she's inside the fucking helicopter with <laughs> like the senator <laughs> and just the way she maneuvers her body that's just how i see him moving yeah. so he's fully a fucking x-man I see him <laughs> stab both the kids he goes into a backflip his feet walk on the roof of the car then he's magically in the back seat and then just stabs both the mom and the, and the dad and the nag ah uh, girl it's crazy but like I just want to know, how did he learn how to be a trained assassin? We have, like, no idea. I'm sure, uh, like, maybe the original has a little bit more. I don't Context. think. I've never seen the original, you guys. So I'm very sorry. Um, but maybe there's more. Uh, I don't even know if it's the same person. And I don't know. This one, I don't think, has a sequel at all. So, like, they didn't really get to expand on his Let's story see. anyways. So, who knows? But, I mean, girl, tell me. If a fucking, a random vehicle, which also is sus. Like, if a random vehicle came up next to me was like screaming that this person i just picked oh. up oh what i was like there is a sequel but it's 2003 so it's before this one. Oh yeah 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 the older ones um 
But yeah, I mean, what would you do? So say you do see a man. It's bright daylight now because it is morning now, by the way. So it's bright daylight. You're driving with your family um, and you see a hitchhiker and you do decide to pick him up. And then somebody else drives up beside you and yells that he's psychotic and crazy and has a knife. I mean, what would you do realistically? I would stop the car. I would stop the car. I would get out. I would run to the back seat and open it and just start punching this man. <laughs> I mean, because again, he's right next to the kid, so the kid's in danger. The I don't kid's make, dead. I the don't kid's want dead before we stop the car. Okay, so then if he's gonna take my son's life, then the next breath that he gets is mine. Right. I'm gonna stop the car and I'm gonna your be your next breath is your last because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be the car's gonna be stopped and I'm gonna be pulling up this fucking station wagon's back door and I'm gonna be punching you. And I'm going I mean, to be. He's just going to stab you in the neck anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, for, uh, from what we've seen, it's not going to do anything. He's going to quite literally take my hand as it's coming towards him and crack it back <laughs> fully. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Stab you with the fucking. Stab me with my wrist bone. bone. Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see it happening. But anyway, so they recover from the crash. They're like, we got to keep moving. They're walking down the road. They finally come to the family's vehicle. It's been crashed on the side of the road, and everybody in the family has been murdered. <laughs> They're all in the car dead. Um, we see blood. We see little kids' shoes. Um, it's very Thankfully sad. Thankfully, they don't show us the children. They, they do don't. show us the mom and the dad, though. And the dad is still alive in the front seat. He is. And so they, they you know, take get in the car. And they're trying to get him to safety. So they start driving. Um, I don't know. Like, when I saw this, first off, John Raider is a piece of shit for obviously killing children. So that obviously puts them in a, a level That's a of... a whole different level of murder. Yeah, it's a whole different level of being a sick fuck. So at this moment, I'm like, ooh, yeah, he's a sick fuck. And he really is going to torture these people. I don't... I mean, I don't know if I could, like, hop into a car with, like, these dead bodies and like drive it down the road. It's their only means of transportation. So I understand they're being smart. I just know I would have such a hard time sitting in that vehicle with these dead bodies. I definitely have a hard time, but there's really no other choice. They really have no choice. So like, I understand why they do it just again. Like it's, it would be so hard. The trauma is real after this. Like, let's just say that. Right. And then they give us a close-up of this, like, little pamphlet. Yeah, they're good Christian people. Uh-huh, a little <laughs> pamphlet that says, will I go to heaven? And, and the dad, like, what, in his last breath is praying the entire right. time. So. And it's covered in blood. It's very obviously, like, a child's pamphlet. And I'm like, why you got to do this to me? Also, they have, like, a Wilson. The dad, before we find out that he's alive, he has, like, a rose from Titanic moment where he slaps the window and drags <laughs> his hand down. <laughs> And then as Sophia Bush is driving this car down the road, all she has is this bloody handprint in her face looking like fucking Wilson from Castaway. <laughs> and they're, she's hauling ass trying to save this man's life. They're going to go to a hospital somewhere, somewhere in New the Mexico. middle of New Mexico. Yeah, who knows? And this old ass fucking Dodge Ram, which where the fuck Where's did John get this? John, right? Yeah, John Ryder. Yeah. That's as far as we know who his name is. <laughs> Like, where the fuck did he get that from? Because as far as we've seen, this road has been desolate. Yeah. This Christian family is the only people that we've seen. But somehow the hitcher has accrued a second vehicle yeah. and is coming up fast behind them, rear-ending them over and over again. And this is where the Michael Bay of it all really starts to pick up. Like, up until this point, we're having some sequences of, like, really good horror and graphic violence. Again, like, killing the entire family is crazy. Um, but yeah, he's speeding down the road, beating the shit out of their car. And then he like randomly like turns off down a dirt road and disappears. 
And I'm like, okay. And like, where did you get this vehicle? It's wild. So they end up stopping at another all subs location. They pull up in Melrose. <laughs> where is this? This definitely looks like um there's a stop like right outside of Gallup that this kind of looks like. Wagon wheel. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. But they come up to the stop and so Sophia Bush runs inside and she's like, We need help. She tells the the worker inside. Also, the door to this diner is quite literally a front door to a house. Um this waitress is useless. A bitch. Who? Why would you do this? You're I mean, running I guess, inside. I mean, Stormy pointed it out to me that it's a little suspicious. I guess that these two people show up to this location because I uh, immediately I was like, "This is an awful person. Why are you calling the cops on me? I'm clearly in help and in distress. I came and told you to call for help." But Stormy's like, "I guess it's kind of suspicious though that they roll up in this car of like dead, full uh, of dead people, yeah, and you're covered in blood. Yeah. You're covered in blood and like screaming and quite could quite easily be putting on a show." And acting like you weren't the cause of their deaths. So, but she, either way, like, so say that is the case, and we are Sophia Bush is the bad person. Why wouldn't you call 911 like with a quickness? Right. She takes her fucking time and then she calls the sheriff's office and she's calm as fuck. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna need you to get old Billy Bob down here because we got a situation. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And also, Everybody in this in this diner is useless. Oh my they gosh. just sit there and stare. Very that. Also, like I mean, I probably would too, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know what to do. But like, come on now. Also, I have never felt more like an individual who lives in Texas, a queer person or somebody who lives in Texas, because they paint everybody out in New Mexico to be the most like backwoods country person you could have ever meet. And not to say that it's wrong. I mean, I grew up in these parts. It makes Around perfect sense parts. to me. <laughs> Adrian's <laughs> coming per- back to his roots real quick. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, these people are people that I have seen. And again, it makes sense to me. But, like, we don't see, like, a lot of media and movies and stuff in New Mexico. Um, the hills have eyes. That's literally the only thing I can bad. pull. Oh, well, well, yeah. A few things. But, like. You know, most times we don't get a lot of it. So it's kind of funny to see like movies portray, you know, people. The depiction of us. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, hey, it it makes sense to me. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be up in arms like the people of Texas and be like, not everybody from Texas is like that. And I'm like, I get (laughs) it, girl. It's like when you're like, I never get over that tweet. Girl, it's just like, please put two and two together. Clearly, if I'm making fun of people from Texas, it's not you, girl. You know, it's just like you don't always got to be the victim, y'all. So Honestly, even watching if this the shoe mo- fits and lace that bitch up and wear it, you dumb bitch. If you're offended, it's just like with anything, girl. It's just like when people mention, <laughs> sorry, y'all. When people mention white people and a white person is like immediately offended, I'm like, the fact that you're offended just shows that you're giving yourself a reason to be offended. I'm not talking about you, girl. So like, come on. Same with like with Texas and like same with this. Like, hey, I'm not going to sit here and be like, feel like I'm <laughs> like our, our this state's is not being what called New Mexicans out. look like. Right. Because obviously there's good. Good in every state, y'all. There, you can meet a good person in any state. So, like, it's wild. But anyways, so she's in the bathroom. Also, this bathroom at this gas station it has like a door that also leads outside. So when Sophia Bush goes in there, also, you just show up to this gas station. There's dead people in your vehicle. You yell at this lady to like help you and to call the police, and then she runs to the bathroom and shuts the door behind her. Why would you also? Like, I get you're trying to you know, wash your hands or something, but like. Why would you, like, not tell her what's happening? I mean, I can only... I mean, the clerk lady or whatever is annoying anyways for doing this to them. But why wouldn't you, like, 
explain what's happening. You just say, call the cops, and you run to the bathroom. <laughs> and then she sees that John, the huge Dodge truck that was following him is outside. So she, like, throws herself into the corner, falls to the ground, and starts shaking and, like, convulsing in this bathroom. And I'm like, bitch, leave the bathroom. Go warn somebody. Go outside. Tell your boyfriend who's in that car who could be getting murdered right now that John Ryder's here. She just hits the floor starts crying, convulsing and shaking. And I'm like, I, you're serving, you're giving final girl teas. Like you're doing amazing, sweetie. But in the context of what's really happening, why are you on the floor? Why are you shaking in this bathroom? Why are you not like running outside and be like, he's here. He's in that. He just hit I'm us. I'm pretty sure like, that's the door to the bathroom though. No, the door to the bathroom leads straight back to the diner. Watch. That's I'll, what I'm saying. Right. But there's also a door that leads outside. So I don't know, girl. I didn't see two doors, but I'll believe Is it the door that. Uh, I think the door that they show us is the door to the diner. So somebody else is like shaking from inside the diner trying to get in? Yeah. I think that we're supposed to assume that it's John Ryder. Or it's the cop because the cop jumps on her as soon as he opens the door, as she opens the door. I mean, I don't know. I'm not not in this situation, so like I can't like say for certain how I would act. But if it is the door to the diner that's shaking, I mean, I I don't know. I guess she's probably just assuming maybe he went in there and killed everybody. That's why she's not like like yelling and be like, it's occupied or (laughs) something else. Occupado. Move along. I don't know, girl. It's a mess. But anyway, so the police get here in record time. <laughs> like They get here quite... They were down the street having coffee, I guess, because they get here quite literally in like two minutes. They were down at Dale's. <laughs> <laughs> and they arrest Jim and Grace, and they take them in, and they question them. And they're like, this is oddly suspicious, just so you know. Which it does. It He framed them very well. He d- And he does it quite often throughout this movie. And he does a good job at it. Again, he's a trained assassin. <laughs> they're throwing a fit about being arrested, but I would be like, thank you. Right. <laughs> I am safe in here for the time being. I mean, apparently not, because while they're in this jail, John doesn't waste any time. In Murders the entire police station. Does not waste any time, y'all. He, I don't, they don't show us how he does it, which I'm glad that they don't, because it would probably would have looked like something out of Malignant. And I would have been like, girl, now you're taking out this entire fucking cop station like your goddamn Gabriel from Malignant. No, throwing chairs and shit. <laughs> But they don't show us anything. So they're, uh, Jim is downstairs in the cell. Sophia Bush is left upstairs in an interrogation room. The police leave her in there. And so, so while she's in there by herself, they cut to the two-way mirror. And behind it, we see John, and he has blood on his hands. And he's, like, drawing a little smiley face on the two-way mirror on the outside. And at this point, yeah, we've come to the realization that he's murdered everybody in this police station. And they don't show us how many people are in this police station. I mean, why would they? Because they decided to kill them all off. But they show us at least four dead cops on the way out. Which, I mean, small town police stations make sense. You know, there's not like a lot of cops. I mean, that's about as many as I had on shift. Yeah, but like... Or it's the sheriff's office. So you worked at a police station. Do you think somebody could just walk in and just do this? Absolutely. I mean, I guess really, honestly, in this country, it could happen anywhere. Um, In the sheriff's office that I worked in... I'm going to knock on wood because I'm not going to jinx them out like that. But, um, yeah... The sheriff's office for sure could get taken out real quick. Um, and not to say that the, the officers that I worked with would not like react mm-hmm. <laughs> in the proper way. Cause I feel like I believe in them, but, but we in don't hear some situations. Fire. Yeah. I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like, is he like silently taking him out? Is <laughs> he like know. a hitman or something? He has to be taking him out with like fucking pi- piano wire or something because like, yeah, There's I don't, no I don't understand his process. No screaming. Like, he's taking them out, like... Yeah, they don't... 
you don't hear anybody die. You don't hear a grunt. You don't nothing. Nothing. And the fact that there is no gunshots because you know these Cops police officers come out of blazing. They're gonna shoot their guns if right. they hear something. So like, there's it's silence, and it's really like he's really taking these people out and like in a stealth or in a stealthy right. manner, and it's like. It's scary, and it makes him a very scary villain. Um, I need to know more about him, though, because it's just unrealistic. <laughs> it feels very unrealistic. He's and very, I, like, God-modded, and it's so annoying. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I get it, you guys. Like, we, I can watch Friday the 13th, <laughs> and I can watch A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I'm going to see these people be... God Michael's been like alive for yeah. 40 years, and we're like, oh, Michael that's is fine, but this guy is just unbelievable to us. <laughs> Right, so like it's funny. You guys can laugh at us for thinking that way, but John Ryder is not Michael. He's right. not Freddy. He's not Jason. He's not these people that we've seen act this way over countless films. This is a remake to an original film that I want to watch because I've. I mean, I don't know, and I can't speak on it, but I feel like the vibes in that movie are going to be completely different from what the vibes are in this. I movie. hope so. So, like, to make this individual who. I mean, they don't feel, he just doesn't feel like as threatening as those other horror villains that we gave as an example for people who don't die and are able to withstand bullets and fire and electricity and just like survive anything. But he doesn't give me those, but he gives me, he's a human. Right. So like, it just doesn't make sense. He could be the top fucking secret agent or like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what his credentials are, but it's just crazy what's happening in this movie. And then they leave the fl- police station once they see that everybody's dead, which is also crazy that he goes in there to kill everybody in the police station to but let them out. leaves them alive. Yes. But I think it's to frame them further. For, for four cops on top of the family of four that we've already racked up. Yeah, it's kind of wild, but he does. Sylvia like, Bush took a cop's gun. She also, yeah, takes a gun from the scene. And, like, you're which, not helping like, yourself. <laughs> yeah, you're making things worse. She'd continually makes things worse for herself and like the charges and like law side of things like she just continually makes things worse and like i can't say that i wouldn't um react in the same way in the situation because i don't know i wouldn't know until i'm in that situation but like girl i mean in that situation i guess i would want a gun right but, but you're you, not making this look any better on you, like true. by taking the dead cop's gun. Yeah, true. And he, and I mean, also, I mean, again, it's like a game of chess that he's playing with them. So, like, if you're trying to like outmaneuver, out, outwit him, you're playing survivor with this person, with John Ryder. Like at this point, like you got to be like, he's maybe trying to frame us. Like, all these cops are dead. Maybe in their head, they're thinking he's still in here. Let's get out of here. But. Like, at this point, I'd be like, mm, it's kind of suspicious that he murdered the entire police force right. and didn't kill us. Maybe he has ulterior motives at this moment. And, like, I don't know. It's, I mean, I guess she needs a weapon, but, like, it's it's just, it's it, it does seem a little, it seems a little crazy that she's just kind of not caring too much. But, again, it's all about survival. She's trying to survive. Work, girl. But they do. They run from the police station. So when they're in the middle of like nowhere now, they're like kind of just walking through the desert. They kind of have like a little fight a little bit where she's like, "You, I wish you would have listened to me. And we didn't bring him along. And he's like, well, what the fuck did you want me to do? Like they have a moment of arguing. And she, so she just walks ahead a little bit. And from like the cliff or mountain or whatever that they're by, a car just falls right in front of her. The red Dodge truck. 
And so if he's also trying to take his time to not kill them right away and meticulously frame them, and he's using this car as a way to scare them, the fact that, like, it narrowly misses her, I'm like, how does he, like, have, like, the foresight to drive this car, push it over the cliff, and know that it's just going to narrowly miss her? Right. I mean, like, unless he really just doesn't care that she dies in this moment, but it seems like he, again, has, like, ulterior motives with them. And doesn't want to kill them right away. So he was able to just precisely and accurately get this car to just narrowly miss her. I'm sorry, y'all. Like, and it was a great jump scare. Like, it came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And it got me. But it doesn't mean it was good. I'm just mm-hmm. like, what? I was so confused after that happened. I was like, where did that car come from? Like, ooh. he had another vehicle just up his sleeve. Do the police not understand that these vehicles are being stolen left the right? Do they think that these people are the ones stealing the cars? I would assume so, yeah. Girl, this is... It's just like, again, the stupidest cops, I think, in existence. Like, I mean, it's not uncommon for, like, criminals to switch out cars often. I don't know, y'all. This just doesn't... But, like, in a small town, like, they're trying to give us the vibes. How do people have... <laughs> how do they have all these vehicles? And I guess you can never... I mean, you never want to. And I'm not going to give these two, um, you know young white college students the benefit of the doubt but if you look at them like do you really think that they're taking out a police force right do you think that they're the ones (laughs) who are going to be killing a family in cold blood Mm -hmm. like you've just got to look at them and like if they're interrogating them and discussing things with them like come on like i get it and i again i don't want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt proven until or uh what is it until proven guilty innocent until proven guilty like i get it but like Come I mean, Bundy on. was like a conventionally attractive white man, so it's just like it. It's <laughs> this is a mess to me. Like the whole entire situation is. Oh mess. yeah, for sure. Like I don't know, and the fact that John Ryder really is just like maneuvering around and not being seen by anybody is crazy. And yeah, I need the behind the scenes of him working all of this together. Girl. But she's wearing heelys. He's <laughs> oh zooming God. around New Mexico. It's <laughs> insane. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so they're running away. They get to like a shack and they see that he's in the distance walking with a fucking sniper rifle. In his Which, where did he get that cloak. from? Yeah, where did that come from? Did he have a handy? Did he take it from the police station maybe? I guess he could have, yeah. Perhaps, I guess. I don't know, girl. But a police officer shows up to this little shack that they're in and they're like, oh my God, yay, a police officer. So they go outside, and this is really where the situation's a little The table's table. This is where Sophia <laughs> really does this? act. A fool. So they go outside and Jim tries to talk to this police officer and the police officer obviously has him at gunpoint because he's a wanted criminal. Um, And so Sophia comes out with her gun and has it pointed at the the cop and threatens him and like says like, sorry, get out of the way. I'm like, what? You're wanted for murder. Get in the vehicle. We need to leave. And the cop is like, what? And then she tells Jim to go get the cop's gun and the cop just gives it up, which... I don't know how that would work when you're being fucking held at gunpoint. I'm not really sure the schematics of that. The issue for me is like, tell this person you're innocent. Say, hey, right. there's a person. But also, you're not selling it very well because you're holding a cop at gunpoint. Yeah. But <laughs> at least continuously plead your case. Um, like, I'm sorry that I have a gun pointed to you right now. I know you feel emasculated in this moment because I'm a badass bitch with great oh hair, God. stunning oh. face killer body and you feel like a little bitch in front of me but i'm innocent and i am being hunted across the state of new mexico by this psychotic fbi trained individual who also is able to take down choppers with one handgun um 
it's crazy. But like she just has nothing. Like it's no, she's just like you need sealed. to get in the vehicle. We're leaving, and the cops like what? And then they're backing him up towards the car. Jim goes around and gets in the front seat, and this cop <laughs> blasted in the head. Yeah, just straight through the forehead. Right. By Headshot. none other than John fucking Wick <laughs> in <laughs> the school bus with a rifle. That's an elite clue. It John did. Wick. <laughs> John Wick in the school bus with the sniper with the rifle. rifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the cop's dead. Another cop shows up and uselessly shoots at the the couple. Yeah. So they talk. O- they take off in a police cruiser. Girl. And it's further like, making things worse. John Ryder's also crazy because like the fact that he shoots this cop right as the other cops are pulling up. Mm-hmm. Come on. And it looks like Sophia Bush shot, shot him. Yeah. And the cops get there and they're like, the female suspect has shot a cop. <laughs> and like the detective or what, like the lead person from the state of New Mexico, uh, who we've already met at this point, he's useless, y'all. Again, like Stormy said, he looks like... Who's the sheriff? Yeah, is he a sheriff? He's the sheriff of Torrance County, yeah. Oh, okay, work. Way to keep up with who he is. Um, but he's like, in for a split second, he's like, there's no way that these kids would be involved in this. And we were like, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. And then like the next person, the next thing he hears is, the female suspect has shot the cop in the head. Right, he's and like, he was oh. like, no. I could just tell he was like fucking the Darth Vader from Return, uh, Revenge of the Sith, just screaming no at the top of his lungs. Right. It was very that. It was very funny. But this is when Grand Theft Auto happens. Like Stormy says, they steal a police cruiser. They start speeding down the highway. The sheriff or whatever the fuck starts talking to him on the radio. So he's like, we're innocent. We didn't do anything. There's like fucking four cars behind them. There's a police chopper out of nowhere. And so they're sitting here and they're driving. They're trying to tell them that they're innocent. And needle drop closer by nine inch nails decides to start playing <laughs> the weirdest fucking discography discog oh yeah we completely how do you say that discography discog it this movie has the weirdest fucking soundtrack i have ever heard it's just like why is closer by nine inch nails <laughs> playing in a scene where john wick slash writer is murdering cops like crazy right. a like, song about there's like, nothing that's about sex, sex. There's nothing sexy about Michael Bay must think this is sexy. He's like, ooh, this is hot. He's like, I can't wait for the explosion. (laughs) Yeah, Michael (laughs) Bay, yeah, he was fully jacking off while editing this fucking scene. And was like, yeah, throw in closer by Nine Inch Nails over it. That'll really get the audience going. I want to talk to Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, why did y'all approve this? I'm disappointed in you guys. How much money did they give you? How much of the budget did they give you for this? You're fucking sellouts. Because there's quite literally... There's three cop cars and a helicopter following this <laughs> following the stolen police chase, a uh, police cruiser with nine inch nails coming. And then John Wick Ryder <laughs> in another vehicle, another Trans Am that he just shit out of his <laughs> asshole. Yeah, he was just at this abandoned like gas station place where they were. Where was this car? Right. I didn't see it. Did he hotwire it? Uh, he pulls up. <laughs> he pulls up beside these cops in the middle of pursuit, shoots all three, uh, shoots three, two of them, which causes the officer, the dead officers, to crash into the other officers and flip them around. So four cops are dead. Um, not none of them got a shot off. At all, zero percent. And then he pit maneuvers the last cop and makes him roll his vehicle. 
Oh, and also, while this is happening, Jim is slouched in the driver's seat of the cop car, <laughs> looking back the entire time. I don't right. know how he's, he's not looking road. at the fucking road. I don't understand how he's being able to drive uh, in an efficient manner. Like right. this makes no sense to me. Again, closer is still playing during all of this. Just so you know, <laughs> sex is on the mind. Apparently. John Wick um, Ryder takes out the helicopter. So the helicopter is staring at him the entire time. Like he's the first off the people, the police officers in this helicopter or whatever, they're watching him quite literally assassinate everybody else on the ground. They're just hovering above, not doing anything. Right. They stare at him while he whips out a handgun, shoots them once, twice, and then gets a headshot and the fucking chopper crashes. Right. What? For one, why no, are you that low to the ground? For two, why did you not do anything whenever you saw the very first police cruiser crash? Um, You have I, a gun up there, right? I'm assuming. You would assume. Right? Like something that shoots a lot of fucking bullets at one time. We also forgot to mention that in the pursuit, the officers, the state police officers are behind Jim and... um shot out their tires yeah so they've been driving on rims this entire time and now the car is about to explode (laughs) now that all the cops are dead john wick rider drives into the sunset to make them look suspicious right and um leaves them stranded and their car is about to explode it's you guys this scene (laughs) is the worst scene in the movie like i there's nothing there's no redeeming quality to that scene for me. Like I just, the music choice makes no sense. Uh, the sequence I mean, is insane. amazing song, but what? I like that song a lot, but it does not belong in this movie at all. At all. And then they hold hands and run off into the field. Yeah. And then they run off into the sunset until they find a motel. They don't even get a room, which makes sense. They're one of fugitives, I guess, but they break into a hotel room and shower together. And so John's like, I'm going to go. And what does he say? Let's go look. First off, also the John shower scene. Jim? Disappointed. So disappointed. Oh, I meant Jim. My apologies. Oh, but yeah. I scene, thought they were going to fuck. I wanted them to fuck. <laughs> when they got to the hotel, I looked at Stormy. I was like, are they going to fuck? <laughs> and they didn't. I was so sad. They were in the shower together for a little bit, which is hot. But they don't fuck. Very the sad. trauma is too much. The I, trauma is too much. I, he, again, don't want to put it on them. But I'm horny for a a lot of random reasons so i mean hmm. we if horror has proven anything it's that you need to get fucked before I'm you horny die for horror baby yeah <laughs> if we're about to die really we have a moment in this hotel of like please shoot my back oh my let's just get this rocking. yeah let's get this party started but jim says he's gonna go find help yeah so he leaves from the hotel and he's like if i'm not back in 15 minutes i think like maybe be concerned I'm, i'll be back in 15 minutes or something she's sitting in bed watching tv Hours. just minding her own business i'm like girl are you not concerned curls up this man is quite literally walking in the desert with the fucking sniper rifle out of the sky i don't know where he's coming <laughs> from he's also popping up with random vehicles left and right like why are you sitting in this room comfortably she's going to sleep she's, she's going to bed quite literally taking a nap and i get you've been through a lot no he is killing police officers and shooting choppers out of the sky with <laughs> a handgun. No. Like, you don't I'm sleep. Not resting at all. At all. Bitch, he's worse than Freddy Krueger. I'm not sleeping. <laughs> right. I would sooner go to bed with Freddy on my back. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this. She I care. Straight up falls asleep 
wakes up to being felt up. Yeah, so trigger which warning. Which, once again, okay, yeah, trigger warning. Trigger warning. Yeah, so yes, there's, yes. like, minor sexual assault here. Thank goodness they don't show us too much, but she is being assaulted. She's being assaulted, yes. It, we're, we're to assume that it's Jim in the very beginning. Um, and she's like, <laughs> I'm horny. You're making me horny. And then it fucking John Wick Rider comes out of the blanket and starts assaulting her. And like, I'm her. fucking horny too. And I was like, what? Apparently, because they when you're murdering people closer by nine inch nails <laughs> plays in your head. And they have a fight scene. She locks herself in the bathroom. She ran to the bathroom. Girl, <sighs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Damn, I was so pissed that she ran to the bathroom. But when uh, horror movies happen in a hotel, or like when there's a horror scene in a hotel room, mm -hmm. they always run to the bathroom. Right. Always. The way my fat ass would have the advantage in this moment, because I'd be throwing this big bitch weight up against that door. <laughs> but she's struggling. She's not wearing, she's only wearing her chonies. Yeah, she's wearing little flower panties. Um, so she's, she's in the bathroom. She's got to pull on her skirt and boots. <laughs> she puts, <laughs> yeah, she puts on her denim skirt. She's been wearing this whole movie. Um, she has her gun with her because the gun was in the bathroom. So thank God she leaves the room, um, which is very brave of her. Like she left that bathroom like she didn't even give it five minutes. And no. she's like, I'm heading back out. <laughs> I was like, OK, girl, I would have just went to sleep in that fucking bathtub. Maybe you're already sleeping. <laughs> if you're comfortable enough to sleep, you do you, girl. Yeah. She walks out or scream. Maybe somebody in the room next door will hear you scream and then she girl, leaves everybody the room. in this hotel is minding their fucking business it's a mess. <laughs> maybe they don't have anybody fucking this is the same hotel that rusty now stopped at i guess like oh, another fucking jaw on the highway today again because like what the fuck and so when she does leave the hotel she just yells for jim and like is trying to find jim which is great you know that's if you're gonna man. yell yell for help not for help jim. help me help 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 that's what you gotta do girl you're in a horror movie yell for right. help Help me! <laughs> He's killed so many people! <laughs> Closer by Nine Inch Nails is playing! Please help me! But no, she looks around, she turns, she's me when I'm walking around the house, and I think there's a killer in the fucking, in somewhere in the house. She's turning, she's staring, she yells Jim a few times. I'm like, what? And then she finds him attached, tied between two semi trucks. And instead of saying, help! Help me. We see that there is a man at the front desk. He sees them and he calls the police. So, I mean, He's we see that he calls nosy. the police. I get it. But, like, help. Yell for help. Ask for help. Like, I, there, there's multiple rooms. There has to be somebody else sleeping here, right? Right. Right? There's enough people to hopefully help me jump this there's, trained assassin. There's, an, <laughs> there's enough people here for three semis. So, where the fuck are they at? Yeah, where are they? And where are the semi truck drivers that own these? Where'd he get the key? Did he kill them? <laughs> he probably killed probably, them. He probably yeah. killed everybody in this hotel besides the fucking front desk worker. Because mm -hmm. he has access to the semi-truck somehow. But anyway, so she Jim is effectively getting pulled apart um, by this semi. And she's holding John Wick Ryder at gunpoint, telling him to stop. And he's like, nah, fam. <laughs> she, okay, yeah, like somebody said. So she goes to the, the truck. She opens the front door. And he's sitting there just staring at her. So she has the gun pointed at him. She gets, she hops in, takes a seat. And like for at least three minutes, they're going back and forth. And she's like, please let him go with the gun to his face. And the entire time I'm like, shoot him. He right. murdered children. Shoot this piece of shit in the head. She just sits there and cries. And that's what pisses me the fuck off is like, yeah, okay. You shoot him, his foot comes off the clutch. Like, 
turn the car off. Right. Like, do something Shoot him in the neck, reach for the car, for the fucking ignition, and turn it off, and then shoot him again. Like... Like, and she's just a pussy, and she doesn't do it. He puts his forehead on the gun. You have... He so tells her, I want to die. He's a gaslighter for sure. Like, he's a sick fuck. So, like, he's obviously messing with her mentally. But, girl, he killed her. I would have killed him a long time ago. I would have opened the door and killed and him. And shot him. I wouldn't have even given him the chance to be like, <laughs> my evil plan, the clutch. Don't you better be careful. I wouldn't <laughs> have given him the fucking chance to explain anything to me. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not in a Disney movie. I'm not going to let the villain tell me their plan. I, If I have the shot, I'm taking it. I'm and sorry. This is silly. Fucking state police pulls up while Sophia Bush has this man at gunpoint only furthering the narrative. Oh, so did the police not know that he's attached, that Jim is attached to these semis? They don't no. know like the urgency. They're all just sitting there with their guns and being like, put the gun down. Put the gun down. I, I would have yelled at her. I don't think anybody looks back there because they're all surrounding like the front of the truck. Um, Why is she not telling him? My boyfriend. He's tied up. If he, if he, he's gonna kill my boyfriend. Yes, like. So John Ryder, in this moment, with the police there, with Sophia not shooting him, decides to just kill Jim. So he moves forward just a teeny tiny bit, and Jim is ripped to shreds. It's badass. I love the death. Um, probably the second best thing to happen in this movie besides like the first hitcher scene. Um, and yeah, then it cuts to Sophia being incarcerated. Or not incarcerated, that's a lie. But being in the police, in the jail. And John Ryder being incarcerated. And it's just like... I don't know, y'all. I, I want to enjoy this more than I... I just want to enjoy it more. Um, the practical effect of the body being ripped in half, though, again... It's nice. Badass. It's a I like cool it. death. Badass. It could easily be in, like, R. R. top Jim. ten. Best deaths of all time in a horror movie. I think that's... I mean, that I feel like that scene alone in the original is probably what brought this remake to even being made because it's such a cool visual scene. What timestamp are we at? We are, uh, there's 18 minutes left in the movie. Why didn't we end it there? Why, Why do I get another 24 minutes of irritating the fuck out of me? <laughs> yeah, because they, they, they talk to John Ryder. He doesn't give him much of anything. Uh, Sophia Bush is here. The cop is like, uh, "Let's, we're gonna take you to safety. Whatever. We're transporting him in a police car. You're driving right behind him with me in the vehicle, which and, is a smart idea." And uh, the police officers know that he again has single-handedly taken down ha- multiple, almost an entire police force. He killed multiple police officers in the station. He. In moving vehicles, was able to kill a lot of police officers. And again, he shot a chopper, a chopper out of the sky with a handgun. And they're like, <laughs> "Let's just put this guy in just one pair of handcuffs. He'll be fine. No cuffs around the ankles or anything. Let's just throw him in the back of this police car with fucking one cop in the back with him. The oldest Who cop, by the way, refuses to look at him. The police officer is close to retirement. I feel like, <laughs> and I'm he like, he's just riding along. He. He shot a chopper out of the sky. Why do we not have his fucking hands and legs tied behind him multiple times with the fucking go get that kid from uh, Scott's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse that knows how to do those crazy knots. (laughs) Tied this motherfucker up. Put tape over his mouth. Put fucking horse tranquilizer into his neck. Why is he awake? Yeah, why didn't we put him to sleep? (laughs) Why is he awake? 
girl, this is like, what are y'all doing? And of course, he gets out. He breaks his thumb. Yeah. To slide the handcuffs off in another gnarly scene. I really do enjoy that. Um, gives me Gerald's game vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, but he gets out and he murders the cop in the back seat. Obviously. Then he shoots the cops in the front seat. The fucking thing flips. And so the other cop. Um, how did he kill that other cop? Actually, the first cop. He cuts him with his. Uh, he slits him his throat with his handcuff. With his loose handcuff. Yeah. Is that plausible? Um, they're pretty sharp. They can be pretty. Okay, I've never. I seen I mean, with enough force, probably. Okay, but also again, the vehicle crashes and he survives this car crash. He does not have a seatbelt. He's in the back, and he survives this car crash. Yeah, the the van flipped. They hit another vehicle that was coming in the opposite direction, which then ricochets that vehicle into the cop car that Sophia Bush is in. Um, well, I guess it's not. A, I mean, technically, there's a cop in the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like a suburban that her and the sheriff are in. Um, but yeah, everybody's had a v- motor vehicle accident. Nobody's that badly hurt. John Wick fucking. <laughs> John Wick. John Wick Ryder. <laughs> she takes the cop's gun. Okay, so the walks. sheriff is stuck. He's stuck <laughs> yes. in the car. He can't get out. He's wedged in or whatever the fuck. Who cares? It's some ridiculous pot device. So she takes the gun and she goes to go fight off this trained assassin on her own she opens the car and ends up getting locked in like he maneuvers in like fucking throws her into the back so of the easily very easily obviously um gasoline is a plenty so he decides to set it on fire and the car itself catches on fire while she's in it right and she survives she fully kicks this van door open through full, the flames full michael myers crawls out of this police van out of this cage a cage that is meant to keep prisoners in and has somehow also let one of what them leg go. strength does she have to kick this door open like yeah the <laughs> it was locked with the steel lock no but she kicks it open with her dress and boots um comes out with a shotgun uh the sheriff is murdered the sheriff's by John murdered every, yet another cop death added to this tally um John oh Wick Ryder is wearing a bulletproof vest for some fucking reason. Yeah, where did he get it from? He, he put was it on, wearing I guess. It. No, he was wearing it. For some reason, when they put him in the van, he was wearing it. I don't know why they put one on him, but Are they you? did. Just in case we <laughs> almost shoot him. And Sophia Bush comes out <laughs> shooting. Finally, she gets some fucking balls with the shotgun. But she, sh- instead of shooting him in the head or the leg or the anywhere else, she shoots him directly in the vest. Right in the vest. Twice. Also, if we're looking at the like the setup here, maybe he wants to die. He told her he wanted to die. Okay, headshot. He, but no, but after he, I'm saying like he, the fact that he didn't notice her, he kills the cop. He blows her up. He wants her dead. Clearly, if he put her in the vehicle to cause an explosion, she kicks that door open. It is fucking loud. It hits the ground. She jumps out. She's making all kinds of noise. The fact that he he turns around, you can't tell me he doesn't see her. Yeah, he like turns around. And he's shocked. Yeah. Whenever he gets shot the first time, he's shocked when he turns around. She shoots him again, and like, m- whenever you get shot in a bulletproof vest, like it still hurts. Like, yeah, it's not like you're it, gonna feel the impact. Yeah, but um, <sighs> she shoots him twice. He gets him to his knees, and he's like, "How's it I feel?" I love this. I do love this part though. Yeah, I do love her last line. If you're gonna get a last gaslighting line, gaslighting her again, being like, it. "Now you're the murderer, bitch." How does it feel? Essentially, and she goes, "I don't feel a thing," and then shoots him in the head. Headshot. Badass. Finally. Cool. Finally. I do know that. Badass like, last line. If you're going to have a last line. We could have shot him an hour ago. 
I mean, you know, the movie was developing her character. Developing under what? Into nothing. She gives nothing. I mean, she does great. I'm no again. I don't want to take a away from Sophia Bush's full time therapy appointment. That's all she got developed into. But it's bo- <laughs> my boyfriend got ripped in half, and all I wanted to do was go to Lake Havasu. It's just not good, y'all. I'm so sorry. It just is not a good movie. It's annoying. The nostalgia goggles have you guys in the mind, and it's just it's not it. It's just not it. It's the most Michael Bay horror movie I've ever seen. And I've seen um, plenty of Platinum Dunes horror movies. And this is quite honestly the most clearly a Michael Bay produced film. It's just not my favorite. But again, that last line's killer. I love the fact that he's like, feels good, doesn't it? After she's about, you know, about to kill him. She's like, I don't feel a thing. I would be that type of petty. I loved it. Um, But yeah, after that, the movie ends. It fades to black and it's over. And thank goodness this franchise died at back in 2007 because i could not see any more of this i just could not bear to fucking sit through another john Ryder movie like this i just i can't i'm sorry y'all i didn't enjoy this movie i'm gonna go back and watch the original sometime soon um and i hope that she gives me the fantasy that i was expecting with this type of story you know i feel like a hitchhiker story it should feel maybe a little bit more i don't know secluded even the fact that this is the middle of nowhere there's handfuls of people just popping in and out of this movie. It's just like, I don't know. I want it to feel more desolate. I want it to feel more like it's a hitchhiker horror movie. And this just feels like an assassin, an assassin tracking down two college kids. It's silly. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah. Um, what would you rate it? A two. Yeah. And she's also getting a two. And I feel like that's generous. But the first. Uh, it's two because of Sophia Bush. <laughs> Okay, yes. Yeah. One star for Sophia Bush. Um, and, and one star. The sheriff. I like him. He's in a lot of stuff, too. Is he? Mm-hmm. You work. Hold on. Neil McDonough. Dono? Um, He's in Band of Brothers, and he's really good. But he's also in Captain America. Work. Resident Evil. Work. Desperate Housewives. Who's he in Resident Evil? Who does it say he plays? He is. Stunt Boy. Stunt Boy? I said stand boy. Oh. <laughs> I was like, work, stun boy. <laughs> uh, he is William Birkin. Ooh. Uh, oh, and the, like, the more the recent horror movies. 2021, the, yeah. the newer Resident Evil. Oh, mm-hmm. I was going back to the original. Okay, cool. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. He does look familiar. Okay, work. Also from Arrow. 1922. Work. Work, work, work. Uh, but yeah, two stars, and I feel like that's being generous. For, that's guys. two stars for the cast. Um, One star for Sophia Bush. I'm not giving anybody <laughs> else on that cast any praise. Um, and one star for the, the first pulling apart. Minutes, oh, maybe. <laughs> I was like the pulling apart scene and the end. Yeah, that pulling apart scene and like the first 20 minutes definitely deserve. Not the very praise. end, but the the end of Jim. Oh, you're right. I forget. There's a whole <laughs> fucking 20 minutes after that for fuck's the sake. first ending, not the second. The ending. official ending in my mind. Right. That's where we cut it off. Yeah. Just like in I Know What You Did Last Summer where Helen is killed and the rest of the movie doesn't exist to me. Jim's going to be killed and the rest of the movie doesn't exist to me. There. Honestly, it would probably be two and a half at that point. Those extra 20 minutes are awful. Awful. What an awful ending to this movie. I mean, again, I love the line and I love it. Like, it was just so unnecessary. Yeah. It was so unnecessary. I just didn't enjoy it, you guys. Sorry um, to end Road Trip Horror Month on a sour note. Not even. We had a good time. It's fun to like roast a movie that we don't enjoy. 
So this again fell to the wayside for me, you guys. Let's do a quick um, ranking of the four main episode movies. And for everybody on Patreon, you'll get a full ranking once uh, we release those other episodes. Uh, but let's go ahead and rank the four movies that we have seen this month by what we enjoy more. So, of course, we have Joyride. We have Southbound. We have this movie, The Hitcher. And we what else did we watch? Wolf Creek. Wolf Creek, of course. Um, so, I don't know, Stormy, would you like to go first? What is your ranking? Sure. Um, I'm going to go... Joyride. Wait, so we're doing uh, four to one. Okay, so worst? Right, worst to best. Okay. Always say the best for last. The Hitcher. <laughs> okay. Number four. Um, <laughs> it's hard with Southbound. Southbound, third. Wolf Creek, second. Joyride, first. Okay. Okay. That's how I feel now that okay. I've had to stew on it. <laughs> That's not a bad ranking. Um, I enjoyed I... Joyride a lot, but that might be because of the company. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Yeah, that was a good time. Um, hmm. I think for me, Storm, I'm going to do the Hitcher 4 also. Um, hmm. See, Southbound. No, 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 no. Joyride will be three. No, 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 no. Because I grew up on that bitch. Yeah. But Southbound, I really like. I really enjoyed Southbound too. Wolf Creek is my number one. Spoiler. Like, I I think out of all the road chip horror movies we watched this month, that was my favorite. It was good. Um, um, it's like quintessential, like, road chip horror to me, in my mind, at least. Like, I remember that impacting me as a kid. Um, and rewatching it again, it was just as fun of a viewing. I mean, as fun as it can be. Viewing experience for me. So I think it's my number one. Southbound and Joyride are really hard because the nostalgia really rides hard for Joyride. But I think I'm going to have to just be, i got to follow my heart. I'm going to do The Hitcher, then Joyride, then Southbound, and then Wolf Creek at this point. But that's how I rank them. Southbound and Wolf Creek are kind of interchangeable for me. I both enjoy, I enjoyed them both a lot. Okay. So I feel like they could switch out places. Yeah, I think for me, like the the nostalgia really does ride hard for Joyride. And rewatching it again for this month, um, I definitely. I mean, it's an enjoyable experience. It really is fun to watch the movie, and I will watch it again plenty of times. I will watch it for the rest of my life, to be honest. But it's just like it was kind of silly, um, and I just like maybe maybe because Southbound's more recent, I guess. I just really liked it. I really did. I'm sure they're gonna be like one of those that change a lot for me. Like, I could revisit this in a month and be like, well, I don't know why I ever put Southbound at third. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you, though. But, yeah, that's my ranking for this month. And Stormy's ranking, y'all. How do you rank the movies, everybody? You tell us. Send this comment and, well, maybe we'll post or something. Rank the movies. Uh, Stormy, before we wrap up, because this was a long one, you guys. Um, before You're we wrap welcome. up. <laughs> what? I said, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. This is a crazy long episode for some random reason. Um, but Stormy, where can everybody find us before I dive into our Patreon? You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can email us at slash her pod at gmail.com. You can find us on every streaming platform, including Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Podbean. You can find us on Patreon at slash her pod. 
Adrian, do you want to give a shout out to our lovely patrons? Okay, yeah. So our Patreons, of course, again, everybody, you can go join our Patreon. We do have three separate tiers. Um, but let's go ahead and give a shout out to Patience C, Michael D, Annie C, Yvette R, Reed J, A Nightmare on Fear Street, The Unofficial Film Critic, and Sarah. So thank you guys so much for being our Patreons. Again, feel free to join the family. Um, two bonus episodes every month. Um, of course, each tier is different. So one tier allows you one bonus episode, another allows you two, and so on and so forth. Also, of course, early access to our weekly episodes. So definitely check it out. It's a good time. And yeah, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, we'll see you guys next month. Hey. Bye. Bye. Bye.